This is episode 682 for May 2021, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song is probably giving you flashbacks to the Super Nintendo, because that's the uh, music from Maximum Carnage, the video game. Uh, we're talking about Maximum Carnage for the next several months with Spider History, so you're going to hear a lot from that video game. Uh, before we get to the episode, I want to thank people that made this episode possible for you to listen to. They logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace, and they helped me pay the bills, and they get some nice perks like exclusive episodes, uh, podcasts uh, released two weeks early, and also several other behind-the-scenes perks. So a big thank you goes out to Gene, Ghost Spider 2018, JR, Rick, Robert, Scott, Frazetta Hulk, Frederick, James, Jimmy, Josh, Kelly, King Hillbilly, Laura, Muhammad, Noah, O-Force 33, Sarah, Scott F, Scott M, Vinkman, Will, hashtag something good for you, Dalla, we've got AJ, we've got Andrew, Anthony, Bob, Craig, Dow, Datboy, Donnie, Avenji, Gru Comics, Hafskimo, Ira, J, JB, Jared, John M, John P, Curtis, Matthew, Michael, Mitzi86, Nick, Patrick, Ricky, Shane, Steven, and we also have Stuart, Symbiobro, and Toby Z. Again, thank you to each and every one of those for supporting the podcast and the website. Again, patreon.com slash crawlspace. You can make more episodes appear in your MP3 player. All right, maximum carnage time. Let's get on with it. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our May uh, Spider History with JR. What's going on, JR? All right. April showers have now brought maximum carnage flowers. Oh, my gosh. Well, I've got some bad news for the ones that were just watching us. George is going to bed. <laughs> he is not going to be no, no. He, he says he cannot do a, another episode. So he's tapping out when we said uh, carnage and venom. So he's going to bed, oh. but uh, the people are f- flying in for this one. Uh, they want, they've been wanting for years to see you review maximum carnage and they're about to see it. So let me uh, pull up the issue. It started with a brand new ongoing. Uh, it wasn't an ongoing. It was a quarterly no, was book, well, well, it, but still was an ongoing. It was an ongoing. Yes. Yeah. So let me pull it up. It was Spider-Man. Well, unlimited number oh, I one am so disappointed that george will not make it part of the part of the fun was going to be seeing the agony on his face uh oh. during every stupid moment well it's all right then that's an iconic ron Lim cover i mean you see that one a lot uh yeah. cards in the sky spider-man swinging towards you which is kind of funny you mentioned that uh, yep. uh, iconic Ron Lim cover because one of the very reasons for the existence of Spider-Man Unlimited was for Ron Lim to do it. Hmm. So, because he was doing uh, Silver Surfer about at this time, I think, around the uh, Jim Starlin uh, Infinity Gauntlet stuff. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, that I don't know, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah. All right, we got some comments coming in. Toby Z goes, finally, maximum carnage, yes. Bob says, welcome back. All right, let's get the marathon from health started, says Matt. <laughs> uh, Didymus recommends for this episode, I use the Carnage Rules by Green Jelly for the intro music. 
The Carnage Rules song is from the Maximum Carnage video game. Did you ever play that, JR? No. You never played that. Uh, nope. George is not here on the show because he was upset about the commenter's misuse of ellipses, possibly. I'll believe that. Um, Hornacek also says... Uh, George didn't like the Iron Man 1963 to 1993 logo on the cover. And he said, I'm out. Yes. This was Iron Man's 30th anniversary. Uh, when this book came out in May or the cover date of May, 1993, the year I graduated high school. You know, so, that's funny. That's strange. You're going to uh, max the uh, Marvel unlimited for this, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. Um, because I have the, um, I have the, uh, cover or i have the uh, actual issue and iron man does not show up it's a right you well, you probably can't oh, see oh, it turn but. it well you got the barcode here yeah i've got the, I've, yeah well that means that means you bought the newsstand issue instead of yeah, the direct I, market yep, yep yeah so so uh donnie d says that was a really fun video game i never i never played it um either and i didn't have a super nintendo my uncle did so he never bought that one so, oh, McNulty's in the house. Hooray, it's Whoa. Maximum Carnage. The most successful, awful comic of all times because it had a video game. Yes, true, McNulty. All right, JR, this one, we've got plenty of time. There's no Whoa. show coming up after this one. You can spend as much time as you would like on these five issues as you would like. I will try to... Yeah not tax the audience's patience and I will try to be as entertaining as possible. Yes. But, All right. uh, Here we go. It, it is 1993 boys and girls yep. and four monthly Spider-Man titles are simply not enough. <laughs> so we have Spider-Man unlimited. Yes. And starting off, we have maximum carnage. One of the most blatant examples of commerce over content <laughs> and the utter futility of even questioning the logic of such a stupid idea because the reasons for its existence money huh money i think you can get that i mean that's why it exists the reasons for its existence and its subsequent economic success trounce whatever logic you try to use to argue against it because there's no arguing against its success when you Mm -hmm. look at it from that way. Now, uh, Comic Book Resources is actually doing a series on the origins of Maximum Carnage. Or at least they say that that it's a series. It's no life of Riley. Um, And I'm not sure some of the feedback that they're getting are people who are actually involved in it or if they're just talking about it. Um, Yeah. but part of it is, you know, some of them seem more interested in saying something clever than actually talking about how the story's evolved. But uh, it does have some useful information, some of which I, I didn't realize. And because uh, I, I was trying to research, you know, when you think about something like Maximum Carnage, you think, how did something awful like this get started? What was its origin? What was its genesis? What were going through right. people's minds when they came up with this thing? Uh, well, apparently it was Danny Fingeroff's idea. And of course, Danny Finger off of the, I don't know if Peter's parents are real or not. Let's take two years to figure it out. Because he was the um, editor of Amazing, right? Yeah. Yep. And these type, but these type of stories were the rage at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to remember, particularly for those of you who weren't there at the time, which I begin to realize that now that it's 27 years, 28 years later, wow. there were a lot of you not there at the time. And even those of us who were, 
um, the uh, obviously the internet, social media, none of that mm-hmm. stuff. So a lot of things. I mean, we had no idea why things were happening. That just that they were happening. Um, and I'm trying you, to think. You could what, ma- what, you could maybe pick up Wizard and find out something's coming, but mm-hmm. that was the extent of it. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently, um, you know, again, but but these type of big monstrous mindless crossovers were the rage. Yeah. Uh, you had had a few months ago, you'd had death of Superman. Uh, a few months ago, you'd also had uh, X-Men's executioner song. Now I didn't know anything about I mean, I'd heard about it, but I, I didn't know anything about it because I couldn't care less about the X-Men. I, I read it. But, yeah. But was it any good? I can't remember what the story was. So obviously <laughs> not. However, I'm trying to think if this was Spider-Man's first big crossover, it but I think was. it's the second because the first one was Craven's last hunt. That one went through all the books. And, and actually they mentioned that, that, you know, how many crossovers had Spider-Man really had. Is this they number two? That, that, well, they just mentioned that Cravens had been, had been one, had but been one of the early 80s, ones. That's back in 87. This is 93. Yeah. So, yeah. But, so, but anyway, this time, you know, and, and, and they mentioned in the CBR article that everybody remembers the death of Superman and how much it sold, but that actually, but nobody remembered that Executioner song sold 500 to 6,000 copies a month. Well, so, that, yeah. That's because yeah, and then were hot as hot as they were ever going to be. Yeah. And uh, 90s, nightfall yeah. actually Batman nightfall was happening at exactly the same time. Oh, so, yeah. you know, it was in the water. Everybody was doing them. Yeah. Know? But, um, another notable reason was, and, and this is according to CBR, you know, credit where credit is due is this was part of Marvel's push to, uh, not lose all of their artists to image because they were losing a lot of them to image. Uh, yeah. uh, after the image founders left Marvel replaced them. And then image took all the replacements. Oh, wow. uh, so Marvel had to make some moves to keep the remaining artists. They made deals with Mark Bagley, the Cubert brothers and part of their move. And this is, I'm quoting this part of their move to keep Ron limb in their stable was to give him a brand new Spider-Man series. Oh. Uh, Which- and so, which a which an artist they get a lot of money for selling a first issue. Yep. So that a lot, that, of, a lot of money went to Ron Lim for this issue, especially since it's the first part. That's probably why they did the first part in this big new number one. Mm-hmm. They sell a lot of copies, keep Ron Lim, give him some money. Yeah, I can yep. see that. It a, right. Uh, it was a way of keeping keeping some of the artists happy. And Ron, um, Ron Lim is still at Marvel all these years later. He's doing variant covers. Uh, he's been working at Marvel for 30 plus years. Oh, he yeah. has. Yeah. Okay. He, he was, well, on I guess still, it worked then, didn't it? <laughs> it kept him around for 30 years. So he's been consistently working. Yeah. So, you know, and not only that, but I mean, you know, maximum Max- executioner is one that introduced the legacy virus. Oh, huh. Okay. okay. Yeah. There you go. Nick Belty. Yeah. Anyway. So three trade paperback releases over the years and a successful video wow. game again, illustrated that no matter what kind of crimes this series committed against comics. Um, yeah, it, this story, it simply doesn't matter it because the only thing that matters is the green and it's, and this thing was, this thing was bleeding money. This thing made yep. a lot of money for Marvel. Yep. Still so, to this day does the trades are still released. Yep. Of this. Yep. This I think the trade yeah. last one was released in 2020, wasn't it? Yeah. I think that was yep. like the third one, third version. Yep. Of, exactly. So, 
So anyway, the story begins. All right, with Cletus Cassidy being wheeled into, and I can't, I can't even muster up the effort to make the <laughs> arc <laughs> Ravencroft. All right, it uh, looks it, straight up like the Joker, doesn't it? Yeah, well, straight again, up like the Joker. Lar- Larson has, has admitted that Gar- uh, Cassidy was based on the Joker. The Cassidy's look was based on the Joker. Yeah. By the way, uh, our, our friend Tom DeFalco wrote this too. We didn't yes. talk about that. Yeah. So he's being wheeled in on a gurney and introducing us to insipid dialogue, which is supposed to make us realize that, yes, this dude is crazy. Here comes a bride all dressed in white. I wish it was red. Then you'd all be dead. Ha 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 ha. I mean, what do crazy people, how do crazy people really talk? Crazy people really talk like this. Anyway, I don't know. Turns out, the, I don't know. I should ask my wife. I should remember. I should tape the conversations with my wife and then I'll remember how crazy people talk. But anyway, <laughs> um, all right. So it turns out the, ra- the scientist and Ravencroft want to conduct experiments on him. So they brought him in from the vault, you know, where apparently he's behaved and he's had a clean bill of hell, except for some anomaly in his blood which I wonder what that mm. is. Anyway, this stupid-ass doctor, and God, sometimes these stories are so dreadful because otherwise smart people are so stupid. Okay, <laughs> So she thinks this anomaly may be a manifestation of a chemical imbalance which causes mental illness. If we can isolate it and analyze it, we may eventually learn how to treat people like you. It's a symbiote, lady. Nothing is going to go wrong with this, is there? No. I tell you, and I can tell you what the cure for people like Cassidy is. Uh, yeah. All right. In comics and in real life. All right. A <laughs> the, small, de- the death penalty, huh? A small compact projectile composed of lead injected at a high rate of speed into the base of the skull. All oh, right. Man. That is the only foolproof cure for recidivism. But that's mm. another story. All right. Well, the anomaly, of course, is the carnage symbiote, which has just been biding its time and now manifests itself. And once again, carnage is unleashed and announces that he's going to kill every one in Ravencroft because of course he is. Now there's some time, there's some discussion, which I'm, that goes through this series, which I'm going to ignore. Apparently the, the carnage symbiote was supposedly dead. How could it possibly come back? Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Whatever. It's a symbiote. It always comes back. Uh, Jer let out a family secret. Oh, really? I don't think so. <laughs> Not if you've been listening to this podcast for the last 15 years. Uh, so, Matt says Dr. JR's cure for super villainy is a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> So the scene switches to Harry Osborne's funeral because, as you know, oh yeah, in a re- in the recent as of this time, spectacular Spider-Man number two hundred, poor Harry met his death due to a reaction to a toxic remixture of the Goblin formula, yeah. or so we thought. That happened time. last. That happened last month. Spec two hundred, right? Yeah, 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 I did. Because actually, or maybe even the very, or maybe even this very month, because I, because uh, a later part of Maximum Carnage is uh, Spec two hundred one, so um, it could have been the very month actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really recent. I mean, it was all relatively the same period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we thought Harry was dead. But we ne- he was never he never really died. Apparently, he was just spirited away by Mysterio under Norman Osborn's direction, <laughs> because Norman Osborn, the mastermind behind the Clone Saga and faking his own exile and death and yeah. sub- coming back from the dead, he needed help to fake Harry's death. Well, of right. course he did. 
But then again, we really don't know if that's true either. We do Given the event, current events of Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> so we don't know what's going on. But just yeah. take our word for it, boys and girls. At this time, Harry Osborn is dead. All right. Yes. So Flash is there and Felicia is there. Uh, and because Felicia is dating Flash at this time. Uh, and, and Peter's thinking that she's the only one besides Mary Jane who knows that I'm secretly Spider-Man. Because <laughs> why would this be going through Peter? I mean, why is Peter even thinking this, you know, at the time? Oh, there's this yeah. woman there that is the only other one who knows I'm secretly Spider-Man. <laughs> only uh, at a Marvel funeral do you get a dude like Molten Man show up in a tux. Yeah, Molten Man <laughs> shows just, up, yep. With Liz, <laughs> Robbie and Jonah are there, uh, and uh, as well as Aunt May, and because it's robots, taking pla- I, it's taking place in that time period. Richard and Mary Parker, robot parents, robot parents. No, we don't know yet. We yeah. don't know yet that the robot parents, because Danny Fingeroth probably hasn't made up his mind what they are. Yeah. Uh, from what I, from what reading, I believe it is, I wish I remembered where I got this, but one of the writers said that, uh, they couldn't, they had a hard time writing these stories, uh, that involved the parents because finger off hadn't made up his mind, whether they were real or not. Yeah. So it was hard to write for him. We have uh, a young, we have a young, oh, it's hidden by the logo of the crawl space, but uh, we have a young normie peeking at, uh, Peter and Mary Jane over there. Oh yeah. Normie. Anytime we see Normie, he's full of glares and weird looks, you yep. know? So back in Ravencroft where carnage is killing everyone and spending the entire page monologuing, which I am sure a crazed serial killer would be doing, you yeah. know, rather than focusing on the, out the attention on hand, uh, focusing on the task at hand. All right. And then he hears someone cheering him on. And it turns out, you know, he rips the door to the containment cell, finds out that it's a whiny, high-pitched, loudmouth woman and supervillain. Shriek. (laughs) That's his girlfriend. Well, but not yet. They're going to their work. I know, but they they will have dated for 30 years. They're still a thing after this. Oh, really? I think so. So, you know, and and, and so Shriek uh, begins to engage in witty banter. Uh, with Carnage, which goes on for, uh, let's see, well, Shri- oh, what McNulty was making an observation. Oh, hold on. He uh, goes, yeah. uh, Hornacek, Shriek is more like the Harley Quinn for Carnage. After all these years, I only now realized the parallel. And Batman, the animated series, aired around the same time, too. Shriek is Harley Quinn's Marvel's equivalent of Harley Quinn? I never thought of that mcnulty that's that's pretty observant if if well, carnage shriek, is the joker shriek had appeared yeah shriek had appeared before i thought but that makes sense i mean that she would be yeah. brought in like this and and uh but then again mcnulty are you accusing marvel of displaying an appalling lack of originality yes he is uh, <laughs> you know yep all right. So anyway, so Shriek decides to engage in witty banner with Carnage by saying such things as cut me free. I can't wait to join you on the slaughter circuit. Oh, yeah. Um, the ha 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 ha. And there's going to be all kinds of little ha ha's and witticisms. And oh, aren't these vicious murdering people just so funny? It actually kind of obscures the fact that they're vicious murdering people so we can sell these comic books to children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we go to Peter and MJ where Peter lights uh, Peter where MJ lights up because you know that was a thing back then uh where Mary Jane was lighting up more than George uh before George <laughs> 
before George started vaping, of course. Now, Peter, of course, doesn't like the fact that Mary Jane smokes, you know, other than yeah. it's like kissing an ashtray. For you one. ever kiss a girl that smokes? It's not good. <laughs> so I've heard. So I've heard. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, Mary Jane smokes. And Peter says that, boy, I, I just attended one memorial service. I don't want to attend another. And Mary Jane comes back with the crushing comeback that says Harry might be alive if he had taken up smoking instead of being the Green Goblin. Oh, if I can find that panel. Okay. Uh, sure, whatever you say, Mary Jane. <laughs> I, I can't find it. Maybe it's there. I don't know. Anyway, keep going. I'm okay, sorry. Actually, it was just prior to that where you were because uh, then Mary Jane says, Peter, we just need a break. Why don't we just like, you know, go home, oh, chill out, hide from is. everybody, yeah. you know? Yeah. Don't confuse Harry might be alive yet. Take it up smoking and said being the green goblin. Right. Uh, sorry, Mary Jane. I, I have a feeling that being the green goblin was a hell of a lot more fun than inhaling a cancer stick. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Smoking, yeah. being the green goblin. I'm sorry. Being the green goblin is going to win every time. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, our villains are swinging. Oh, Look at that. Well, anyway, but, but, but anyway, Peter says he agrees that he'll try to stop being Spider-Man for a week, which you know how that's going to go. All right. right. So, yeah. So now we go back to Carnage and Shriek, who are gliding through the city, where Carnage sings, he floats through the air with the greatest of ease, the daring young man in his most sexy squeeze. Oh, my God. Ha, 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 ha. Funny, funny, funny. All right. All right. Well, they tell each other their each tell each other their boring ass origin stories. And then all of a sudden they spot the Spider-Man doppelganger. All right. Oh, who would that be? An evil, near mindless duplicate mm. of Spider-Man, along with other evil duplicates of superheroes created by Magus during the battle known no. as the Infinity Crusade or Infinity War. Oh, Infinity War. My bad. The infi which is nothing, nothing like what you saw in the movies. <laughs> and the yeah. reason I got and I it doesn't say Infinity War there, but when I went and looked up um, the doppelganger, that's what it said that he'd been, he'd been created during Infinity War. So the McNulty's kissed a girl who smokes. It it's that bad for obvious reasons. Uh, Matt says I'm what? shocked. Mary Jane said that. I thought Jr. was making it up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? What? Okay. Read Jr. His spider history as it unfolded without bias. You know, I you know I think you need to go back to Remedia 101 or something because I always mm -hmm. present spider history. Pure, <laughs> unfiltered, unbiased, and nothing but the truth. Here, if George was here, he would go. Bah! Okay, go ahead. All right. Well, you know. So anyway, so this. So we meet the spider doppelganger. Carnage is going to kill the spider do spider doppelganger, but Shriek hits Carnage with a sonic blast, which obviously sonic blast gets Symbiote's attention, and that's one of Shriek's superpowers. Uh, she thinks the doppelganger is cute and wants to keep him. So Carnage yeah. agrees. After all, they can keep each other company while he attends to some personal business. She calls him Honey Bun. Well, of yeah. course. Yeah. What's up, Honey Bun? Yeah. Well, it doesn't pay, take Peter long to uh, break his promise to marry Jane because as he's picking up Chinese food, he overhears on the radio about the Ravencroft massacre. So he changes to Spider-Man and, and runs into Shriek and the doppelganger. 
Okay. Now next page, Mary Jane is so shocked. And I'm actually kind of curious how this shows off a of Marvel unlimited, if it's been color corrected, but Mary okay. Jane is so shocked to hear about the, okay. Back one going back another panel. Am I going back a panel? Yeah. Oh, oh, there we go. Mary oh my Jane, gosh. She's not even a redhead. She is so <laughs> shocked. That she, <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> she's, where, she's been smoking so long and so, so shocked sh- that it turned her hair orange. Blonde. <laughs> oh, she's that's a, blonde. Okay. I don't, well, whatever, but it's, it's like, <laughs> Wow. I mean, again, editors. editors. Mary <laughs> Jane's a redhead. This just is. But this isn't the oh. only time it happens. Oh. Uh, but again, Hortus one of the. says, I've heard of people's hair turning white during a fight, but this is ridiculous. One of the <laughs> most blonde, famous. Blonde Mary Jane. Blasphemy. Yeah. One of the most famous redheads in comics. Is a and you forget to color her hair. <laughs> Red, but I, <laughs> so, so. <laughs> I forgot. I never even realized that. Oh, oh man, Lord. man, she's just so upset. Her, oh, she's back to red and just smoking a cig now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so McNulty, holy crap! MJ cigarettes turned her into Gwen. <laughs> so after seven pages, so Mary, yeah, she's so upset. She lights up another cig- a cigarette uh, or I should say, I should use what the English term for cigarettes are, but Brad, no, you shouldn't. Let- you sure. You're good. You're good. All right, but Brad Go won't let me uh, after seven pages of fighting shriek and the doppelganger spike. Cause Peter changes the Spider-Man fight seven pages. The doppelganger gives him a nasty kick in the ribs which causes him to lose consciousness. He's right? out. Yeah. We go to the offices of the Daily Bugle, where JJJ is convinced that Spider-Man has a vendetta against the Osborne family. Duh. <laughs> I wonder why, Jonah. <laughs> anyway, that he had a hand in Harry's death. death and that, yeah, Shytown was around for the previous month, but he wasn't around to see Blonde Mary Jane. Nope. But his heart probably couldn't take it. Um so anyway, so Jameson thinks that he, Spider-Man had a hand in Harry's death, as well as Norman's murder. Ooh. Because we all know Norman certainly didn't have that coming. Um, but then Kate Cushing barges in to let Jonah know that Cletus Cassidy is on the loose. And since Cletus has come after Jonah before, well, JJJ doesn't react too well to this news and is ready to beat a path out of town, only to find Carnage in his office waiting for him. Yeah, one so many down, villains. Oh, one this, down, 13 to go. 13 more chapters. So many villains have broken into Jameson's office. It's over the years. It's hysterical. So many villains. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm curious. Marvel Unlimited ends there. Does the actual issue have more behind it, or is that oh, just it all? Does. It oh, does. What do we got? Marvel, first of all, we have two backup stories. The first one is one where Peter imagines himself. He wakes up and he's a teenager again. And he's Uncle Ben's okay. alive, but he has all his memories of being Spider-Man. And he's beginning to wonder, oh, was my life as Spider-Man all a dream? But it turns out it's a hallucination because Spider-Man is buried under a bunch of rubble from the fight with the scorpion. So okay. That's it. The second story brings us back to someone was asking about cardiac. Well, the second story is a solo story featuring no. cardiac. Here, hold that up. Let's see it. What, what we got? 
the foe of managed healthcare. Yeah, uh, there's your cardiac book. Let's see here. And how much was the cover price? Two two ninety five, I think, back in the nineties. Oh, Brad. How? What is it? Oh no 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 no. How much? Well, yeah, I, I get too much glare here. Three ninety five. Three ninety five. Still cheaper than one issue today. Yeah. But you know, and you had high gloss. You had glossy paper. Yeah, they uh, did. But yes, there he is, cardiac, the foe of managed healthcare. Is that, is that Bagley art? Yeah, let's see here. Yes, indeed, it is. Terry Cavanaugh, writer. Yeah, Hornacek was just asking. Didn't Kerry Cavanaugh write that? He yes, did. He did. Yes, he did. Marvel yep. uh, Cardiac was another anti-hero that uh, Marvel was trying yep. to make happen. Uh, but we can't never we can't leave Ultimate Spider-Man and Lemon number one without going to one of the ads. Oh, and I want to see it. It's not a hostess Twinkie ad, boys and girls. Mm. It is I bet you I know what it is. Zit oh. Fighters. Zit fighters. Zit fighters from outer <laughs> space. All right. Oh, because wow. we're picking up an eruption on Earth. Major Stark, who's got a uh, patch and looks an awful lot like Nick Fury, but he's Major Stark. All right. Fighting Zits. Planetary Records indicate it's Mount Fuji. Oh, no, that's not Mount Fuji. It's a Zit. <laughs> 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 looks like this looks like this guy didn't use stridex <laughs> the, me, the medicated pads to help prevent pimples so you say oh pimples okay i heard pimples. something else <laughs> load the stridex pads they're medicated to treat zits this huge and help i'm a, by the way, uh, along with target that humongous zit, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not, I by the way, is there an ad in there I for the video game? Is there an ad for the video game in there at all? I don't think so. I thought the video game came much, came considerably the video later. game. Yeah. It came out like 94 or something. I, yeah, I think it's like, really there's, um, I mean, as I'm whipping through here, there's actually no ads in, oh man, I'm sorry. There are, but, um, not many, actually. Yeah. Uh, there's a uh, nothing will prepare you for the megaverse of rifts. That's some kind of uh, what's uh, that video game role play? No role playing games. Okay. Never got into that stuff. All right. Uh, Hornacek says right. I can't imagine why George wouldn't want to stay up for this. Well, you know, Hornacek. George, I, you know, I thought George was stronger. Yeah. You know. I, I it's just kind of like when Khan told uh, Marla MacGyver's during Space Seed when he was going to suffocate mm -hmm. Captain Kirk and she didn't want to watch it. And she said, I, I, he said, I hope you'd be stronger. I just hope. But he, so maximum carnage goes for three months. Uh, we are in the second chapter of 14 total. We're going to web because that came out in the very beginning of the month, if I remember correctly. Uh, Alex Savick on art, one of my favorites. Terry Cavanaugh, not one of my favorite writers. Uh, starts this chapter. Now you know, and here's the thing. Of course, mm -hmm. we're not going to quite maximum. I mean, all of us love dumb, stupid superhero fights. Mm -hmm. We do. I mean, we do. That's just the nature of the beast. Uh, but uh, <laughs> parts of this story, I think, just well, it just it gets out of hand. Uh, and I, I, again, you know, you, you just kind of, and you can't believe that, uh, 
not just the fact that it's bad quality, but just it's very a very dishonest. It, it here's nothing. We can all appreciate bad stories. We all love bad yeah. movies, bad like Hypno Hustler, and yeah, yeah. But it's hard to appreciate a dishonest, disingenuous story. And as this goes on, we find out that it is a very dishonest story, right. very yeah. dishonest storytelling. But anyway, so this is written by our dear friend and the man who came up with the idea for the Clone Saga. Terry Cavanaugh. Yeah. All right. The story begins with Spider-Man slowly reviving. Oh, slowly reviving after his battle with Shriek and Doppelganger, the prior issue. But he's about to be set upon by a murderous gang of punks until dun dun dun. Two look at that. Cloak and dagger. Yeah. Look at look, look at Savick delivering that. That looks beautiful. Good job, well, Alex Savick. Cloak and Dagger, who often guest star in Spider-Man because they can't support either their own comic book nor television series, ah. no matter how often Marvel has tried to make them happen over the yeah. course of the last three decades. They are supporting characters, and they will stay supporting characters. They even had their own TV show, man. Which I didn't last. Get, I couldn't get past the first episode. <laughs> well, again... Cloak. I mean, the guy, the whole I, cloak and dagger is an interest. I mean, I, I shouldn't say if they're an interest. I mean, they, when they debuted, they were an interesting concept. Yeah, okay. they were by Belmont Low. Yeah, yeah. The problem is they're. I mean, but they're not. They're not major characters. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they can't support a series, and they can't. <laughs> they couldn't support even support half a comic book when they were in Strange yeah. Tales to reboot. So yeah, I mean, so, so you know, it's like yeah. you know, you don't push them past their limitations. Um, so anyway, but, um, so we go to, so wait, anyway, cloak and get out here, come to Spider-Man's rescue. And yeah. well, we go to the, uh, the Soho loft and get ready, Brad, to, uh, to, uh, show, uh, uh, how, uh, frightened oh. Mary Jane oh, is. No, not again. All right. Not again. In the Soho loft where Peter and Mary Jane live, which is upstairs from Liz Allen, of course, the widow. Liz Allen, the widow Liz Allen, uh, Mary Jane scared blonde once again. No, Mary Jane's a blonde again. Oh, <laughs> I mean, once, oh. once in once in a small corner panel. Okay, tucked. <laughs> All right, no, this is at the very top of the page, and it's a full third of the page. Why? All right, and they haven't corrected this mistake in thirty years. In the trade, I wonder if she's a redhead or is she Mary Jane's still a blonde. Oh <laughs> so, my gosh. So anyway. Oh Mary Jane is scared once again. Now she's watching TV where it says the slaughter at Ravencroft claimed 87 lives. All yeah. right. Now this is your first hint, boys and girls, that that something's just very wrong. Okay. Right. But uh 87 lives, remember that. All right. 87 Carney, lives. Yeah. Well, the number is not so important. It's just as we start to build on it uh, later on, um, yeah. carnage leaves the daily bugle. Apparently he just wanted to leave a message. You know, By the way, that, th this whole, this whole page, she's blonde. Well, that's no, that's Liz Allen now. Oh, are, <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I thought that was Mary Jane. Okay. No, there's no, Mary Liz. Jane. So Liz, you yeah. know, oh, Harry's dead. Harry's dead. Normie's looking creepy and crazy again. Uh, you know, and probably Normie's thinking, oh boy, I hope to red wear that red carnage suit one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> so carnage leaves the daily bugle. Um, 
And uh, because really, he just wanted to leave a message. He just wanted Jonah to tell a message that he's looking for venom and Spider-Man. All right. Well, mm-hmm. Spider-Man is currently being administered to by Cloak and Dagger, who are bandaging up his ribs because those ribs are going to be a recurring trope for Spider-Man to keep from winning fights and can mm-hmm. to continually whine. Oh, my ribs, my ribs. You're going to hear a lot about that. And it's not barbecue. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, D- D- Doppelganger comes back wanting to settle a score with Spider-Man. Shriek comes with him. But as the battle is joined, Carnage comes back. And on the eighth page of the fight, the fight lasts last eight pages. Okay? Oh, my. Shriek zaps Cloak and appears to kill her. Shriek well, zaps Cloak. Okay, let me see. Yep. Yeah, this is, I mean, you got to, you got to skip forward in the story because it's like, we have eight pages. I mean, this is a standard size issue. Okay. We have eight. Oh, pages oh she, she, she zaps dagger. I'm sorry. Did I say she's up cloak? Yeah. There's dagger. She zaps dagger. Yeah. Zaps dagger. All right. Well, you know, cloak kind of goes, loses his mind over this, but, uh, but carnage and shriek have a little disagreement over who gets to kill Spider-Man and the whole terrible trio flee the scene. While another mysterious figure is watching them. Oh, is it Kane? No, 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 no. You would think so, but no, no, no. Kane's no. time is not yet. But oh, I see who it is. Mysterious figure watching. It's not too hard to figure out who it is, though. Um, if he's followed the doppelganger because he is apparently host to two dormant death spawn wraiths that only he can see. What carnage, right? Well, I mean venom, venom. Yeah, that's Venom, but back up a little bit. Okay. Who's watching who? Uh, back, Keep backing up. Oh, there you go. The Dark there you go. Yeah, it's the Demogoblin. Yeah, it's yeah, not too hard to figure out who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see him soon. But anyway, the last page of the issue. Yeah. All right. Whisk us all the way to San Francisco, California. San Francisco, California. Uh, otherwise, clean city. More or less, uh, mm-hmm. with a eh, whatever, uh, where Venom, the lethal protector, dispatches yeah. a couple of punks who are trying to rob a lady at the ATM, and he just so happens to catch the news of Carnage's rampage on TV, and of course he knows where he has to go now. He has to go to two, Amazing Spider-Man number three seventy-eight to get in the fight. <laughs> two down. 12 to go. Oh, collect already them all, see kids. the pattern. Part one, big fight. Part yeah. two, new superhero intro, Cloak and Dagger. Another big fight. And now yeah. on to issue three with Venom. Venom. So they saved the Venom because he's hot. He's He's been hot since 88. And they're going to introduce him in or have the fight big carnage venom fight and amazing spider-man Actually, it happens off panel for some reason. oh come on we'll have, we'll have some later this is only part three of 14 look at spider-man getting pushed off the cover of his own book with these two oh, fighting oh wait until wait until later which we won't deal with this month where spider-man isn't even a factor on the, I mean, it's, I, 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 I'm going to save it for later because it's, it's so stupid. Uh, yeah. it's hard to believe how stupid it is, but Real yeah. quick, uh, we're going to do some, uh, quick comments. Oh, uh, okay. MJ was the real Gwen clone all along or Liz Allen's long lost twin sister. 
the way this happened in the video game was confusing. What, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Pornosex says, boy, these fights seem really padded out to fill these issues. And we're only on part two. Hornacek, you're onto something. <laughs> My Matt Hornacek, you can't get anything by him because he's smart. <laughs> McNulty says, oh boy, Demogoblin, the bottom of the barrel goblin knockoffs. And not just because he's a demon from hell. You like Demogoblin, JR? You never talk about him. You never write. <laughs> well, not really. I mean, because it was like, but to be honest, I liked him better than Jason Mackendale with the demon. To be honest. Yeah. Matt oh, says, I wonder if Mary Jane's blonde theme came from her needing lighting in a story of bloody killing of living suits. Uh, Matt says, looks like carnage killed Spider-Man instead of shriek killing dagger the way in the game cut scene played out in the video game off panel that this wasn't a Howard Mackey book says Matt. Uh, Mike says, I actually have maximum carnage part three. Yes. You may weep now. All right, let's get to it. Part three. Wait, wait a minute. Now do you actually have part three? Does that mean you don't have parts one, two and four through 14? Oh, he may have oh. just pulled it out of his long box or something. Oh, anyway. I see. Yep. All, All right. right. All right. Amazing Spider-Man number 378. Written by David Michelini, penciled by Mark Bagley. The issue begins with Eddie Brock arriving at LaGuardia Airport in New York City, thinking, boy, this airport is pretty scuzzy. I can't believe that a major metropolitan city has such a scuzzy airport. You know, maybe in the year 2020 or 2021, they'll actually start fixing it. Uh, so anyway. He just a, venoms out in the airport right there. Ah, you die. Current <laughs> reference because uh, I've flown LaGuardia before. And finally, in 2019, they were actually fixing it and updating it and they were going to build a subway line to midtown long mm-hmm. overdue of course covid happened so i don't know if they're doing it now anyway okay mm-hmm. anyway so eddie brock venoms out yeah. all right uh and as you recall in amazing spider-man number 375 he and spider-man reached an agreement of sorts they to did. leave each other alone uh but no nope this issue he is after the monster that he himself helped create and yeah. now must destroy mm-hmm. back to Spider-Man in cloak who is grieving the apparent loss of dagger. And of course, Spider-Man has to remind us how his cracked ribs hurt every <laughs> time he does. We got to remind you of, My the ribs. of those cracked ribs, those ribs. Ugh. So cloak bails out to hunt shriek who is resuming the argument with carnage over who gets to kill Spider-Man, a privilege that carnage claims is exclusively his. Yeah. Well, Spider-Man staggers home to Mary Jane, who of course is rather upset that he didn't seem to try very hard to keep his promise to avoid being Spider-Man for a while. And she gets even madder because spider Peter doesn't have the good sense to rest for the night to let his spider powers heal him. Mm-hmm. Of course, because that would mitigate the trope of the wounded Spider-Man. You know, yeah. Peter goes, oh, no, I have to go back out tonight, even though I'm in absolutely no shape to fight. All right interspersed in all this, of course, is the bickering between the members of the Carnage family who agree to settle their differences and go on a killing spree in Central Park and engage in such witty banner as Shriek after Carnage kills a couple in a car. Oh, yeah, she says, that's real fair after all the griping you did about how I was hogging kills. What can I Mm. say, darling? You're right. 
would you settle for corpse disposal instead? And Shriek blows up the car with a dead couple in it. Okay. Man. Like Mr. Mackey. Okay. Isn't that funny, boys and girls? Mm. All right. So Spider-Man and, and yeah, this, uh, the, the doppelganger kills this cop. So, okay. We already had 87 dead at Ravencroft and we know they didn't stop there. Now they're in central park. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is going to get more absurd o- a l- over, over time, but the body count is piling up. And as we find out for at least the first third of the story, no one gives a rat's ass. <laughs> no one, no one cares. <laughs> 87 dead, no F's given. Okay. Nobody cares. (laughs) Spider-Man goes back out on patrol when all of a sudden Demo Goblin flies by. Boom. Of course, he, of course, was the mysterious figure from the prior issue. All right. So he throws a black pumpkin bomb at Spider-Man. Never seen one of those. Never seen one of those. And boy, I'm going to resist. I got to really hold my tongue to make any kind of comments there. Anyway, a black. It's no ordinary bomb, of course, because it's one that gives you a taste of what all sinners must face. Oh, Hornacek is asking you to keep a tally of how many people Carnage kills in the storyline. So what are we, 87 and then the two people? It's not possible. Yeah, well, 88, but it's not possible because later we'll find out that there's just more and more and more, but there's not. But anyway, but I'll make a point of it later. Anyway, so anyway, so. This 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 black bomb, pumpkin bomb, you know, makes a sinner face the despair and unending hopelessness of eternal torment. Well, Venom just happens to swing by a cab and hears of carnage wrecking havoc in Central Park, while a Catholic priest waves his cross at Demo Goblin. And I'll let Brad. <laughs> there we go. That's going to stop him. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Will however, it stop him? Nope. Nope. That's not going to do it. But however, this priest fills Spider-Man with the power of Jesus. And with the power of Jesus, Spider-Man breaks out of his funk and he lays a whooping on the demo goblin. You know, Benny oh Hinn couldn't have done it any better. All uh, right. But then the pumpkin, the goblin hurls a regular pumpkin bomb, which although Spidey is able to spirit him and the Catholic priest away just in time, the explosion. Oh, did my cracked ribs a lot of fate a good. Oh, I can't let Demo Goblin know I'm hurt so bad. No, but Demo fortunately doesn't care. He just flies away. Yeah. All right. So Venom confronts Carnage in Central Park. Okay. Where, as the news talks about the massacre in Central Park, resulting in bodies lining walkways like human litter. Okay. So, (laughs) it doesn't say how much, but it says that bodies are lining the walkways like human litter. Okay. Yeah, the screams have stopped. Okay. Okay, that's it. Yeah, it says the body's line like human layer. That's on the next page. But anyway, okay. the screams have stopped. So so Venom pops up and we don't see the fight. Oh we don't see it. There's no he fight. Up, the Carnage family attacks and we don't see it. But then we learn Mary Jane and, and I don't know why Peter's and I'm not even gonna comment on the slippers Peter's wearing. Oh, let me uh, see here. What <laughs> look, he got those from Razorback or something. What he hops the couch. 
Mary Jane's half naked in the hallway. With yeah, yeah, Char- of course. Uh, what and in the uh, world sure is enough, he wearing? And Eddie Brock has staggered in, having the oh. absolute crap out beat out of him. Peter is, uh, you know, so you know. Oh, uh, I mean, oh, okay. I'm getting a little. Uh, MJ thinks it says there's a knock at the door. MJ thinks it's Liz, but it turns out to be gasp, a bloodied and beaten Venom. Three down. 11 to go. Four. I forgot about the, the bear slippers on Peter. <laughs> those were probably popular in the early 90s. Everybody had those slippers. I had some Garfield ones. I remember those. Oh, uh, I can uh, <sighs> let me get this image here. How old were you? About 21? I was 18 in 1993. There you go. Ooh. Anyway, uh, so remember, we heard about the massacre at Ravencroft, resulting in Navy 7 okay. deaths. The massacre in Central Park has resulted in bodies lining the walkways like litter. Yeah, you okay, can't you can't count that many Hornacek. No. Not to count how many murders the Carnage family probably committed along the way. Yeah. But no one in New York cares except Spider-Man and Venom. No yeah. word about the police. Yeah. The National Guard, the army, or other superheroes. No. Nobody cares. All right. right. So the score is issue number one, big fight. Issue number two, new superhero intro, another big fight. Part three, new supervillain intro, modest fight, only four pages this time, but now on to page four. Chapter four, four. Tom Lyle, rest in peace. Beautiful looking art. Love that. Uh, You got Demogoblin, Carnage, Shriek. You got Black Cat on now on the cover, Venom and Spider-Man and Demogoblin. Yep. I mean, Spider, what's this guy called? Um. Um, just a doppelganger doppelganger. That's right. Okay. Got it. Okay. Who's writing this one? I don't know. David Michelini, Tom Lyle on pencils. There we go. Look at that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, Before we start, Matthew Kyle says, I'd argue the storyline has one of the most uh, neutered portrayals of Peter. He does nothing but get hurt and complain about how Venom and Black Cat want to handle the situation. He's annoying in his own book, and he's got five of them every month. And it only only gets worse. And that's why. And really, that's one reason why this story is, is disgusting. It's really aggravating. Really? You know, the whole idea is your hero is supposed to look like a hero. He's yeah. fallible. He makes mistakes. And sometimes he doesn't always come off looking his best, but he yeah. is supposed to be a hero, you know, and, but that's not what we get, uh, particularly yeah. in the early issues here. Yeah. So, all right. So where does Venom, I mean, Carnage bust into, right. where is he right well, actually, here? We're at some kind of warehouse that stores stage props for rock shows. See, okay. because apparently Shriek was a former, uh, uh, Lord, I, I can't remember now. What do they call the chicks who hang around rockers? You uh, know, gr- uh, uh, groupies. Groupie. Thank you. Yeah. Groupies. Yeah. She was a former rock groupie. Uh, so she, uh, says, uh, you know, she, she actually has led carnage there. And he says, yeah, done good, babe. I'm always buzzed on heavy metal. It's all about chaos and chaos is the future. Now, of course, chaos mm is the name that Michelini originally wanted to give Carnage. Right. I remember uh, that. Yeah. But, but it was apparently taken. Uh, and so Carnage says, laws are just words. You can do anything you want as long as you have the guts to make it happen. A right. little lesson we're going to teach the world together. Okay. And then there's a heartwarming portrait of the Carnage family. We're going to teach the world together. There you go. I can just see sunshine day. We're going to kill the world. Sunshine day. Like the Brady yeah. Punch. <laughs> yeah. But she starts I mean, smelling I something. Don't- 
Yeah, I honestly don't know if like the writers are just kind of or the artists and writers just kind of trolling fans as we're going. I mean, yeah. just do I, I wonder if they realize the absurdity of what they're writing and some of the stuff that I'm blaming that I'm actually assuming is just like malice or uh, incompetent or in the, is really them being as disgusted with it as we are and yeah. them actually kind of making it look worse all the time. I don't know. Um, There's still cash in the check on this book though. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, but sometimes I wonder if, if they're in on the joke too. Uh, yeah. And they just realize, man, you know, I mean, I hate this stuff, but Hey, <laughs> I'm being paid. Um, <laughs> but this, uh, then um, this is like a out- Spider-Man, Michael Bay story. <laughs> and that like, there's a lot of explosions, a lot of fights, no real plot. Well, th- even then, though, that can be entertaining. Um, yeah. So well, now, Jr., you have to admit this no, is entertaining to a large majority of Spider fans. Myself in 1993, I would include that. Uh, this is still well, that's not really a, that's not really a high threshold, Brett. Oh, I <laughs> liked it. You, yeah. how old were you in 1993? You are not the audience for this. I was 18. <laughs> I ate this up like a with a biscuit. Now, wait a minute. Who are you now? Brie Larson. It's not made for you. Well, you no, know? it wasn't made for How old were you in 93? How old was I in 90? Brad, in 93, yeah. I was only 30 years old. Definitely not the audience for this. Oh, wait a minute. I wasn't <laughs> even a father then. See, I was to- even- Toby Z's with me. He says, I loved it when it came out, but it hasn't aged well. Yeah, exactly. Toby Z, but, I agree. Again, here's the thing. It's not because it's a dumb, stupid fight that it's a problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not because it's a dumb, stupid fight. It's a problem. Oh, Josh, anyway. thank you for the super chat. Oh, maximum, oh. maximum carnage versus Planet of the Symbiotes versus Venom Incorporated. What was the worst? JR. Well, I have not read Planet of the Symbiotes in a long time. That's maybe my one. Maybe one of these days we'll have to do that one. Yeah. Uh, I probably better give a, 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 give a, a, us a year off from that one. Uh, Venom Incorporated. I don't think I've ever read. So yeah, was you that did. It? Yeah, you did. It was an amazing. It was during slot. Really? Yeah, I think so. Well, wow. well, help me, Josh. I thought that was a slot story. Isn't that where they introduced? Uh, Oh Lord. What's the white looking flash Thompson anti-venom anti-venom. Yeah. I think that's what venom incorporated was. I swear that was during amazing. I, I genuinely don't. I, gen- I genuinely don't. Symbiotes, Josh, that's my vote, man. I think maximum carnage is kind of like uh, amazing friends and Todd McFarlane art. I look back on it. And I remember what such a good time I had during the summer of 93. I graduated high school and I got a big Spider-Man crossover going on in my books i was loving it but yeah i think planet of the symbiotes began the the symbiote should the symbiote should never have had really a backstory and really there shouldn't mm-hmm. have been any more than one but uh, you know that that was a losing battle anyway as king in black is now showing what well, i guess but right. people like king in black so yeah mary welcome to the show Mar- <laughs> slot so bad jr forgot he read <laughs> I tell you, there's Amen, a lot of, sister. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, there's, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of bad slot. Um, oh, real quick. Matthew says I was born when this story came out, read it as a kid, never liked it. I mean, I'm a clone saga apologist, but we can't all be perfect. Yeah, no doubt. Matthew, uh, Josh says, yes. Venom incorporates a slot story where Spider-Man, black cat, Eddie Brock and flash Thompson all team up to fight Lee price. Oh, the one that had the venom suit. Yes, in his ongoing book, Lee Price. I remember that. Wasn't he the guy who yeah. played Ronan the Accuser? Ronan the Accuser. No, I don't. 
No, that you're thinking of an actor. You got me. Uh, Venom Inc. was an ASM issue seven ninety to something. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. So back at the at the happy. You know, to be uh, to be honest, a lot of those slot brand all ran together. To yeah, be I would agree. But you know um, what? Shriek smells something. Jr. What? Yes, could it she be? does. She smells rotten eggs. Oh, I mean sulfur. Sulfur and uh, goblins. <laughs> I guess I guess when you're from hell, that's what you smell like is rotten eggs. That's what uh, uh, Nightcrawler smells like when he bamps. When he bamps? Yeah. Yeah, but Nightcrawler's kind of cute, you know, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Shriek smells sulfur and in flies Demogoblin. Well, Mary Jane is none too happy about Venom showing up on their doorstep. Wait a minute. No, Hold Matt- it. Hold it. Mary Jane was in a bathrobe and neck and underwear. She That's got dressed because she's going to go out. She's going to go out, right? You just got to wait. No, he just fell in the door and she wardrobe changed. Yeah, exactly. Because she's going to go out. She's disgusted because not only, not only is she disgusted, she's repulsed by the fact that Brock came, but repulsed by that mullet, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, not only is this guy a super villain, but he's yeah. got a super bad mullet. Yeah. You know, I'm getting so, the hell out of here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so she's really repulsed by Eddie's mullet. So she storms out of the apartment, but before she gets out, she runs into Liz, who has to leave to go to sign papers about Harry's estate. Okay. okay. She's going to take, and she's going to take her son with her. All right. Okay. Yeah. Because after all, there are hundreds of people now being slaughtered. In a rampage that started <laughs> in Westchester County. Now, <laughs> Westchester County is the home of the X-Men because Ravencroft is in Westchester County. Uh, so obviously the X-Men do not care no. about uh, mass murder. I guess, you not. know, beginning in their own backyard. They obviously do not care. Okay. So this rampage started in Westchester County. It moved it, which is north of the Bronx. It moved through the Bronx. It's now in Central Park, moving its way down Midtown Manhattan. It's eventually going to get to Soho, probably. Liz doesn't care. Liz is going to go out. We got we got papers to sign, Jr. We got papers we, to sign. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> who cares what's coming? <laughs> what's coming? You know, I mean, yep. Hurricane Sandy, you know, causes of widespread evacuations and stuff, but mass murder. No, everybody go out, do your own business, do we your own thing. Hey, boy, let's go get some food while we're out signing these papers about your dead dad who'll come back in 30 years. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Liz's hair looks like Eddie's mullet. Oh, I'll be darned. All right. <laughs> so, any, anyway, I mean, and, and of course, then again, Central Park, if you know, Central Park is bordered by the east, Upper East and Upper West Side of New York. Mm-hmm. So, it's gone through some very rich people, rich places, and we still nobody cares. I mean, it, it's, it's like, yeah. uh, you know, so anyway. Um, so anyway, back at the Parker Loft in Soho, where Peter is asking Eddie how he wound up with that mullet. Um, <laughs> you know, he, look at those uh, poor ribs. Look at those poor ribs on Peter. Yeah, poor ri- I, I, I don't know. I can't take my eyes off the mullet, to be honest. Uh, you know, Eddie, Eddie tells Peter that he needs to rest, heal his wounds, comb his mullet, and then he and Spider-Man will go looking for carnage. Real quick, real quick. I want, it's, it's a tender moment between Peter and Eddie. Look at this. 
he covers him up with a blanket. Like that's a true superhero covering up the mullet man. Peter, I don't think Peter covers him up. I think Eddie just steals the blanket. I think he's a blanket hog. Okay, the blanket know? is up here. Yeah, and Eddie oh, just so Eddie it. just grabs it. You don't think yeah. Peter being a nice guy? No. He's like, you know, we fought a few times. Let me cover you up, man. No, no, I okay, think Eddie all just right takes, then. All right then. Eddie just takes it. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. So, right. but anyway, so, you know, Peter's saying, we, we go after, we go after carnage together, you and me. I mean, it's Heck like no. Peter's appalled by any suggestion he should team up with Venom. Um, well, Peter needs, he's mad now. I mean, well, he's, yeah. he's offended. So he needs to talk to somebody and uh, Mary Jane stormed out mad at him. So who else, who else can he talk to, to understand his problem? Oh, All right, this? Well, okay. Well, hello, Felicia. Yeah, Felicia has just w woken up from a sound sleep, totally yeah. uninterrupted by any warning sirens, police sirens, <laughs> fire, <laughs> fire engine sirens, ambulance <laughs> sirens, or any of the uh, type concerning emergency band of killers. It's making its way down Midtown Manhattan. Well, Felicia well, just you know, sleep, sleeps she, through it all. You know what? No, you know what she was doing? She was taking a cat nap. Come on, come on, chat. Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. Do not. <laughs> uh, oh, Look at that carved cat on Felicia's. Felicia has a cat headboard. So oh, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. This is too So funny. we drop in on Felicia. Like I said, she slept through all of this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so Spider-Man slinks through the window and he and Felicia sit down for a quiet cup of coffee. All right. Okay. Well, and then Felicia says, well, we have to stop Venom and Carnage. Um, which Wait is, a minute. You know, real, real quick. Look at her memo board. <laughs> In her <Yeah>. kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, Felicia was mad during the slot run because, yeah. because Spider-Man uh, revealed her secret identity because nobody knew she was yeah. a black cat. Nobody knew Felicia's a black cat. No, she just telegraphs it all over the oh, place. Oh, it's all over. Uh, thank, thank you. I, I'm glad that you guys appreciate my punnage. Uh, yeah. No, they didn't say they appreciated it, Brad. They well, they're kind of... they're LOLing. <laughs> I think it's an uncomfortable LOL. You know, I, I think You're it's an just uncomfortable a, LOL. A, a very uncomfortable LOL. So, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. He's, Peter has to. Um, yeah, Peter left the dude who scared the hell out of his wife on her couch and left. <laughs> Hopefully, she doesn't just come back while he's out visiting his ex. Wouldn't that go? It wouldn't go well with my girl. I don't think it would go well. Yeah, Venom yeah. tortured Mary Jane and uh, ASM three hundred. Let's, uh, dude, can you just sleep? Just scared the hell out of Mary Jane. Didn't torture her, but uh, yeah, just now, have, yeah, well, grab a blanket. Felicia had a run in with him, which we'll yeah. talk about later, right, but, right. uh, it's just kind of funny how Peter, you know, let's see here. I need to talk about somebody, uh, about this whole thing with, and who will I talk about? Oh, I don't know. Somebody else super powered who might understand or whatever. No, I'll talk to him. <laughs> All right. Spider-Man doesn't yeah. drop in on the Avengers. He doesn't talk to the Avengers dropping no. on the fantastic four for advice. You know, Hey, he drops in on black cat. Okay. So now we go to forest tales where aunt may is having breakfast with, the. Uh, robot parents oh hold on there here we go here we go there's the robot parents what robot do robot parents, parents like to eat for breakfast i i don't even have a joke for this i'm trying to think in my brain what would be a good robot oh parent 
robot. So, so you have you have a setup with no. Oh, I got it. I know what they want to eat. Robot parents eat microchips. Ah! <laughs> and cookies. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, 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 at first I regretted George leaving, but now I, I, I realize that, uh, he I was, literally he, just came up with that joke. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Robot parent jokes. Boys and girls, those of you on the Eastern Coast, East Coast, who are now staying up past midnight uh, and who are, out, uh, you know, staying up at 11 or later on other. I, I am so sorry. I am so sorry that you stayed up so late for this. But uh, Toby Z says I need a timeout. Josh says, where are the rotten tomatoes when you need them? Well, dude. Oh, where is, oh where, Hortisick where is, has another one. Robot parents eat nuts and bolts, the snack food. <laughs> oh, they get nuts without the bolts. Yeah. Yep. Toby Z says it's midnight in Pennsylvania. Um, if Peter's parents were not already dead, that joke would have killed them. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Oh, uh, yes, one sec. You stayed up till 1 a.m. for microchips joke. Vinkman, a moment of silence for jokes that just died. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matt, question for JR before we proceed. Do you oh. think it would have been better if the parents were real, or do you think them being fakes was the right move? I I um I addressed this once. I think oh, it would God, have been funny. I think it would have been honest storytelling if they had been real. Yeah. But I don't think they served any real purpose. Yeah. I think what should have happened was because and, and actually the uh Richard part the, the robot dad later uh, a pops and we'll get to it later. I think it appears yeah. it's in part five uh, where he talks about being in a 20 years in a Soviet prison. If you spent 20 years, I think if you spent that long a time in a Soviet prison, I think you would be damaged beyond the ability to, to, yeah. to really comfortable. I could be wrong. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, I've yeah. been a very fortunate person who never had to serve in the military or anything, but uh, I think if you spent that many years in a Soviet prison, I think, your ability to assimilate back into society would be almost yeah. impossible. And I think this, what should have happened was they would have found that out and Peter would have gone to Nick Fury and Nick Fury would have said, mm -hmm. that's okay, kid, we take care of our own and done it that way and told an honest yeah. story, remove them. Cause I don't really think they serve any purpose, but remove them from the story in an honest way mm -hmm. instead yeah. of robot parents. But anyway, right. that's Matt, you know, it Matt was the nineties has a question about black cat and puma why didn't they pair them together i thought they did and they did late they they did later during the slot era and no, the then slot when, era that's when it was okay yeah. and then when when uh peter uh, spider-man asked why did you two break up uh felicia said that puma or that fought, you know crossed boundaries and that she had to manscape him so oh jesus no way he said that that's in no, the book. She said that. She said that. Yeah. She said that. That's in the book. Mm -hmm. Oh, she had to man. first of all, I mean, aha, funny. She, she cut his, you know what, but, but here's the thing. Thomas Jesus. Fireheart, Thomas Fireheart was a lot of things, but he would not have, he wasn't that type of man. I mean, I, I, I never liked him as a character. He never would have forced himself on a woman. He wasn't that type of man, Yeah. you know? And so he, he would not have. No, it just, it, again, stupid, stupid slot, yeah. uh, stupid slot humor. 
I mean, again, stuff that 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 is not even remotely in uh, additions to the characters. But anyway, getting right. off topic. Here. Mean, meanwhile, uh, Carnage is looking for more targets. Well, what's funny though is that you know Peter Mary Jane drops in in Forest Tales, and you know they're go they're the robot parents are asking, well, how's Peter doing? Uh, you know, and they, they talk a little bit about how awful awful it was for Liz to lose her husband at such a young age. Nobody's saying, wow, Mary Jane, what's going on in Midtown, huh? Right. What's going on in Midtown, huh? How about all Big those dead bodies, fest. huh? Yeah. Yeah, nobody nobody's talking about that. So I guess Queens is so far away yeah. that it's safe, right? Yeah, right. Um, but anyway, back to the Carnage family. Mm-hmm. After a brief tussle with Dima Goblin, who wants to punish every sinner in the world until the world is nothing but bone and ash, Carnage says, "Well, you want to kill people? Cripes, Bilzebub! Why didn't you say so? All you got to do is join us." Yeah, you know. So really, they're writing him like the Joker too, which is welcome. Welcome, welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, yeah. So basically, so back to Spidey and the Black Cat as Felicia is suiting up, and Peter is whining, saying, "I know that carnage has to be stopped, but partnering with Venom means condoning his ruthless methods, and that can't be right." And I'm like, Peter, no. what the hell is wrong with you? First of all, I, I told you we had 87 people murdered at Ravencroft, no. and we have bodies litter uh, along the walkways at Central Park like cat litter. Okay, so they murdered at least 100 to 200 people, at least, and you're worried about how mean Venom will be to them. Yeah. Really? Really? He's worried about Venom being mean to them. You know, I mean, at least Felicia has some sense of the matter and basically tells him to screw his self-righteous bullshit. You know, but I don't even I I don't know if it's self-righteousness or just self-delusion. I'm with with Felicia on this. uh, The enemy of my enemy is my friend. So let's go get Venom and take Carnage out. Maybe he really is a clone because he ain't thinking right. (laughs) All right. So Felicia then goes to Peter and MJ's lot lot loft where venom has now woken up and he's you know kind of getting himself in shape and first she says wow nice mullet uh but (laughs) but then she remembers the last time they met venom broke my nose once i broke your nose i I think we ought to go back to that panel he didn't just break your nose he turned your face into hamburger meat yes you know hell out of him I mean, if you if 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 you don't have time, we can't go back to the panel now. But if somebody can find it and pull it up, like what Spider Man three sixteen, it was brutal. <laughs> I mean, it was more than just a broken nose. Um, so anyway, you know, uh, see if I can find it. She real quick. yeah, she says that she wants to help Venom put Carnage in a body bag, and Venom says, "Oh yeah." like the Kool-Aid man, but Spider-Man says, okay, I'm in, but I don't want you guys to hurt anyone. Okay. All right. As the Here fearsome, you there you go. There, yeah. There's the nose right there. Yeah, There's, there's a little more than a wow. broken nose there. I, I think there's going to be a few missing teeth, man, probably that's the a last jaw. Time they saw each other. Yeah, probably a jaw yeah. that's going to need to be rewired, wired shut. And yeah. <laughs> it's it's Man. not good. Uh, yeah. So anyway, oh, here we got it. We got a super chat again from Josh. Oh, a super chat. Thank you, Josh. I would like Jared to rank all the goblins from best to worst. Oh, God. Oh, man. I mean, it's not even, you know, first of all, number one, Norman. Norman. You know, let me guess, Harry, then, number two. Well, Roderick. Harry. Oh, you, you put Roderick above. Yeah, Hobgoblin. Yes. Yeah, Hobgoblin. Roderick, Harry, Mackendale, Demo Goblin. Oh, wait a minute. The uh, well, I guess then 
maybe Phil Urich has to go in there somewhere in the bottom. But, you know, first of all, there's Norman in big capital letters, and then there's everybody else. You know, you know, so that's pretty yeah. well how it goes. There you go, Josh. So, there's your goblin ranking. Yep. Yep. Thank you for the super chat, by the way. Yes, thank you for the super chat. <clears throat> all right. You can do that on YouTube. There's a little button if you'd like to donate to the Crawl Space Live. There you go. It's a little dollar yes. sign, I think. So you can help Brad's kids. Yeah, so, it's for the kids. No, <laughs> for as somebody who grew up watching the uh, Jerry Lewis Labor Day telethon for many years. Oh yeah, yeah Demo Goblin just about the worst. Yeah, he he had the least. Oh, but Hornacek says where's Bart Hamilton? Oh, that's right. Bart Gosh, Hamilton. Hornacek. Where do you rank him? Hornet Hornacek. Oh my gosh, oh. I, it's like you know. Well, I called him Hornacek, just like George Perpard is Banacek. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so Hornacek, Hornacek, Hornacek keeps us honest, doesn't he, Brad? He does, he man. He, he knows his stuff. His, man, keeps his eyes. Uh, yes. Hamilton had potential that was completely wasted. Uh, I'd say I put him in the middle of the pack, but yeah. uh, but still above Mackendale and still above Demo Goblin. Yeah. Where's so, Goblin 5? Oh, Very bottom. He doesn't, even, he doesn't even count. He doesn't even count. I mean, I don't even know what he was. You know, he wasn't even a real goblin, apparently, because he couldn't fly the glider. You know, he was just somebody who had the costume. Didymus wants to know what would have been better for the story if Carnage was more incognito with his killing like a real serial killer. I think so. Well, I, I, the thing is, this story is just too much. Oh. It's too, there's too much talking. I mean, one, because the more yeah. they talk, the more silly they get, you know, I mean, and I guess part of the problem is you have to fill up for, I know that it came out saying this is going to be a 14 issue thing. Yeah. We're going to run this story for three. We got to pad it, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, the thing is, here's the thing. Killer, you know, it, it yeah, they're much ter more terrifying when they're quiet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when they no sneak doubt. up on you, you know, uh, not when they're telling bad jokes in, you know, in front of you Be all the time. Before but we go, we got to answer McNulty's. Where does Gabriel Stacy the Gray Goblin uh, rank? <laughs> man, I tell you, you guys are you, you guys got a bunch of them, Jr. You know I know, your goblins. I know, but it, I tell you what, it's increasing. Probably one, increasing senility, you know, and two, <laughs> I'm just so pumped up with this carnage story. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. when people are asking questions that are kind of making me tangent, and I'm just trying yeah. to, you know, I'm just trying to tell you. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of seeds. A lot yeah, of talking. Uh, yeah, trust me. I doubt that. I doubt that any of the serial killers that we know in real life did around, stood around, did a lot of talking. You know, I I don't think Jeffrey Goddamer gloated over. Yeah. You know, went into big monologues over people or John Wayne Gacy or, you know, and I'm sure Jack yeah. the Ripper didn't do any monologuing either. Right. Matthew, uh, Matthew wants to know if this is the start of the symbiote oversaturation. I would agree. Once you start making carnage, and then you did the Lethal Protector with all those symbiotes. You just kept turning them out, and each one became a little less special, I think. Yeah. Well, but, you know, the thing is, when you had Venom, they had so neutered Venom, you yeah, know, by did. making him the, the lethal, lethal protector. protector. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that was the end. And and, and Mr. Laney, Michelini knew it uh, because he wanted to write the lethal. He wrote the lethal protector, and I think he insisted on it because he said, if any, I know where this is going. And if, 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 you know, if I can do one little thing to try to control the direction, uh, I'm yeah. going to try. And so he wrote lethal, but that was really the end. Right. And I would this, agree. And then, and then of course this just, you know, it perpetuated it. Here, but, I'll do uh, one more question before we got to move right. on to the next, uh, uh, maximum carnage is basically a four issue story at most. That was somehow stretched out to 14 parts. Very true, Josh. I think I would yeah. agree with you. 
Yeah. It should have been a one-month story. I mean, it should have been a one-month yeah, yeah. story to kick to kick off Ultimate or kick yeah. off Unlimited, Unlimited, and then run through the other four. So you've got a five-part yeah. story. Maybe make the fifth part a double issue, and yeah. boom, you'd have had a nice little slugfest. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, all right. But that's so, not how so it worked in the nineties. Spider-Man drops in on Black Cat yeah. and Venom before yeah. they they start fighting. Yeah. So he said, you know, basically, I don't want you to hurt anyone. He he he. All right. So anyway, as a fearsome, we go back to the fearsome four. Now counting Demo Goblin. What back here? Uh, yeah, basically, it was like she came in and said, well, no, no, no. Four, right here? Yeah, they're the Fearsome Four. I call them the okay, Fearsome yeah. Four. All right. Okay. Got Carnage, Shriek, Demo Goblin, and, and Doppelganger. Doppelganger. Yeah, and Doppelganger yep. down here. Okay. All right. So anyway, so after Sp- Spider-Man and Venom and Black Cat decide, you know, they're going to team up and go out. Um Demo Goblin is about to make, they're about to make their way out. The fearsome four, we're back to the fearsome four. They're about to make their way out for more bloodletting, but then cloak shows up and announces his presence. And he's coming to avenge the death of dagger. But of course, I mean, you know, all these guys are too much for, uh, and then Spider-Man black cat and venom make their way in. And Spider-Man says, you remember what I said about not killing anyone. Okay. By First the way, what's all, on Spider-Man's head? Oh, is this how they communicate? I I don't know. I this. guess he's listening to his tunes. You know, he's I, listening to maybe well, he's listening know, the, to the crawl space. Maybe he's <laughs> listening to the crawl space because and also yeah. he's 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 the the symbiotes have scared the webs off his face. <laughs> well, you know, in the Avengers movies, they all have earbuds so they can communicate with each other and talk. Maybe this is 1993 technology there's a little uh antenna here but i don't see one under black cat's ear but look he's got the little headset yeah, the whole thing. yeah. yeah. That. so but anyway so spider-man is worried about them killing anybody okay right. first of all dima goblin and doppelganger are not even human they're really not even living yeah. i don't even know if they qualify as uh, well, they're not certainly not human, and I'm not sure how alive they are. I mean, yeah. first of all, the doppelganger has no <laughs> intelligence whatsoever. He's just mindless, you know, and Demo Goblin's a demon, you know, and then Shriek yeah. and um, yeah, it would last an entire year. Magnolia, you're right. And they and it, it would be called King in Black. <laughs> <laughs> so but in and, and so in and and then Carnage and Shriek have sacrificed long ago abandoned whatever humanity they had. So again, another one, Spider Man's arguments now is just like I said, half this group isn't even human. You know. Um fight, 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 boom, 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 boom. Demon Goblin sets the whole place on fire and the bad guys get away, but Venom is weakened by the fire and he can't get out, you know, and Spidey looks back and he sees the black cat, you know, yeah, he's going to plunge. He's going to plunge because we're going to see him in the next issue in the middle of it. Oh, and black cat, there she is. She's in the fire and she's covered in rubble. The fire's closing in and Spider-Man goes, if I let carnage go, hundreds could die. But if I leave the cat and Venom, they'll die. I've had to make some hard decisions in the last few hours. But how can I possibly make this one? How? Oh, I don't know. Call the Fantastic Four. Or Call just the Avengers, you dumbass. Spend another two bucks and get to find out the answers in Spec 201. Four down. 
10 to go. Oh All right. my gosh. Part one, big fight. Part two, new superhero <laughs> intro, another big fight. Part three, new villain, uh, small no. fight. Part four, new hero intro, Venom and Black Cat, big fight. All right. And now we are, we are on to part five. Boys we are in girls. the last episode of this month. Oh, this month. I mean, the, this last uh, issue of this month. Yeah. Okay. Because I couldn't take any more boys and girls. Oh, yep. oh. you can't, you can't only do five issues a month. Uh, <sighs> here, before we get to spec 201, uh, Josh says, did anyone ever read the Batman Spider-Man crossover with Carnage and Joker team up? I thought it was pretty good. We covered that on a Friday night fight. Josh, go back into our archives. You can see that. Listen to that episode and see it. Uh, oh, there you go. Hornacek even talked about it. Spider history. It was Friday Night Fights, if I remember correctly. Yep. Uh, Venkman says, welcome, Venkman. I remember picking up Spider-Man 35 off the Sprinter Rack when I was eight because I didn't fully understand the concept of a crossover. I read 36 to see the next part and was confused. Yeah. Yeah, Venkman, I could see if this was one of your first comics that you got. I got to read 14 chapters and spend X amount of money. That would be confusing. Uh, what's the record? For the longest spider history episode, is this one going to break it? No, we're at an hour no. seventeen. Yeah, no, it's not. It's, it's not going to get anywhere near it. No, I, I can't remember what the longest episode is. I don't. I don't either. But uh, you know, Brad. You know, because uh, Brad didn't used to uh, hold us to time limits so ruthlessly <laughs> as he does now. I do. So, uh, uh, but. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't remember what the longest episode was, but if you, if I, if you splice this month, May, June, and July, this could be the longest episode. If you put them all together and you listen to three hours of maximum carnage. So. Yeah. Yeah. You may wind up having to re-release that as a special edition. Special and edition. so, and so that we can exploit maximum carnage just as much as Marvel has. I'll republish it in trades every 10 years. Uh, I agree, Matthew. Uh, at least the art in this story is pretty solid. Bagley, Lyle, Sal, Savick, you can't go wrong. All, no, the art and Ron Lim, the art is not the problem in this book. It's five, six, seven writers, isn't it? Uh, at yeah. least five, yeah. yeah. And and here's the thing, too. I, I, I And maybe this is just me, but one reason I hated these crossovers was because of the constant change in the artist obviously yes you yeah. know be, because it is i mean because usually uh, you know an artist will set a particular mood and then a new artist will have an entirely different style and the mood will entirely change it's it's very jarring actually yeah um so. with, with craven's last hunt you had mike zek on all of it so it looked consistent mm -hmm. and it would look consistent in the trade mm -hmm. you know which is why that trade's been so successful all right last chapter our pal sal got rung into this. Oh my gosh. Look at, look at that beautiful art right there. So here, here's the thing. Spider-Man doesn't know whether or not to go after carnage or whether to save venom or save the black cat. But yeah. what is he doing? Is he doing anything at all? No, he's just hanging upside down. Going, what do I do? What, do, I do? You what know, should I do? His, yeah. But he's got his thumb I'd, up his butt. I'd go what save Felicia first. Yeah. And then, you know, basically Venom says, well, get out of here. You wimp, you know, go, go after carnage, you know? Yeah. So basically what happens is, um, uh, Car uh, Venom does wind up crawling out and Spider-Man gets a black cat out, but then they start fighting amongst each other because oh, no. Venom doesn't believe Spider-Man should have saved the cat. Then the cat yells at Venom. Yeah. We, oh yeah. Because so yeah, Venom says you shouldn't have saved the cat. And so he's raring to kick the crap out of Spider-Man. And then the black cat says, well, you loud mouthed hypocrite. You tell Spider, tell Spider-Man he wasted time for saving me. And there you are wasting time threatening to kick his butt. 
you know, yeah. and then Venom says, well, you know, you're right. Uh, so <laughs> here, so, Mary has get, a question for us, by the way, she wants to know of all the artists, who do you think was the best? I, I, I'd rank uh, Bagley and Sal up there and Alex. I think that's an even all, all three tied, honestly. Ah, I'd have to say Bagley. Bagley's the best. Yeah. I have a soft spot in my heart for Alex Savick and, and, uh, Sal Buscema personally, mm. but all right, uh, let's keep going. Sorry. So yeah. Anyway, so uh, then then Black Cat decides to get to get to get on to yell at Spider Man because I'm no damsel in distress. I would have done just fine, even though I was laying there under rubble, getting ready to burn to death. Whatever, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so and Venom, you know, and then Venom, and then Venom and the Cat gear up to go back yeah. after the bad guys, and Spider Man yeah. says, "I'm not going with you." I can't be part of this anymore. Allies with Venom, playing by his bloodthirsty rules. I'm going to stop Carnage, but I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. Well, neither Venom nor the cat can put up with this bleeding anymore. Yeah. All right. So they leave him. They leave him and poor Spider-Man stuck holding his ribs. So Venom (laughs) says, yeah, doing it. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You been Sinatra. Don't get your little wet gloves dirty. We're going to save some lives coming. Blizzy cat. And of course she says right behind you. So, yeah. All righty here. Hang on. My ribs, my ribs. Yeah. Again, my ribs again. So, Okay, so we go back to the Carnage family. You know, anyway, so anyway, oh, so it's hard God. to read this story where the hero essentially is a sniveling weakling. All right, but look at that nice family photo. Yeah. <laughs> well, neither Venom nor the cat can put up with his whining anymore, and they leave. Okay, we'll go back to the Carnage family where Demo Goblin wants to know what the plan is. Well, Carnage takes great umbrage to the fact that there is a plan that he thinks there should be a plan. Treat calms them down and makes peace and suggests that she and carnage, she get carnage, a big glass of milk and some girl scout cookies. <laughs> of, of course they'll have to kill a few dozen girl scouts first. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh so, this, so the two teams essentially are fighting amongst themselves. Spider-Man oh, yeah. and venom and venom uh, and carnage and the, uh, Demogoblin, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so anyway, so it looks like, you know, Peter decides now to go to Forest Hills. <laughs> of course. So Mary, Mary Jane goes there and he gets some cookies from Aunt May. But of but course, my ribs. He can't say <laughs> my he ribs. Can't, he can't let uh <laughs> and, and see the thing is Mary and, and, and Aunt May is worried about Peter. You look terrible. What's wrong? Not boy, Peter. I was worried about you in Midtown with all that slaughter going on. You know, <laughs> not a word about that. No, nope. you know, that's only going to be on the news 24 seven. Nobody is caring. Nobody cares about that. Um, so may ask him what's wrong. He says, Oh, I'm a real mess. And I don't know where to turn. And may, you know, may suggest, you know, well, Peter, whatever it is, you'll do the right thing. Of yeah. course, all, all of this is overheard by robot dad, robot. Dad's going to get jealous. Yep. He took the emotion chip like data did in star Trek generations. <laughs> Wow, that's really stretching. Well, oh, well, no, it was so. a Star Trek reference. I thought you'd like that. Yeah, but it's Star Trek The Next Generation, which oh, doesn't hush. count. Yeah. 
No, I thought that was so dark. Anyway, Robot Dad. Now you know he 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 overhears, and first we say, "Oh, you know, it's you came to Aunt May instead of me, your old dad." And it's like you know, well, you know, you weren't there when I was growing up. Uh, well, and then of course, Robot Dad goes into sort of like you know he talks about his experience in a Soviet prison and says, "You know, I loved your Aunt May and Uncle Ben." Uncle, your Uncle Ben was my brother, but frankly, they were naive and somewhat altruistic, and the real world it just doesn't work that way. It's just full I love of a the lot. Uncle Ben and Peter look like the American Gothic paintings. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but they were they were idealistic, and the real world just doesn't work that way, Peter. I, I know. All right. So, this is interspersed between scenes of the Carnage family tearing up Midtown and Demo Goblin blows up an NYPD copter. The first evidence that the authorities are even remotely involved in trying to control this. Maybe somebody in editorial noticed that five issues in, maybe we ought to acknowledge that law enforcement should at least try NYPD to NYPD is involved. They start and then Demo Goblin blows the hell out of the chopper. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and now the reference, the Carnage uh, and, so the group has been slaughtering their way down Fifth Avenue now. Okay, yeah. now let me let me let me kind of illustrate. And and unfortunately, you're not going to be able to see. People aren't going to be able to see Girl this map. But, you. There you go. Yeah. But anyway, this is kind of well. It's still not good. But the New York area, essentially, Here, you have the down. wet. Tilt it down. Down. Well, that doesn't help it either. Well, it doesn't help either. But anyway, you have the New York, New York area. All right. So you have Westchester County, which is north of the Bronx. The Bronx yeah. is one of the main borough, one of the boroughs of New York City. After the Bronx, you have Harlem, okay, which is part of Midtown. Then, you know, you got Central Ave Central Park, which is surrounded by the Upper East and the Upper West Side. You start moving down Central Park and they're Right now they're on Fifth Avenue. Can, okay, can you imagine how much bloodletting there has destruction been? Destruction everywhere. How yeah. much destruction and bloodletting, yeah. and we've heard nothing about any superhero and other superhero involvement, any military involvement, nothing, yeah. nothing. You know, I mean, I mean, come on. There's got to be superheroes in town saying we got to stop this. You know, yeah. none of them. Nobody. Okay, yeah. so uh, this this is just you're just kind of expected to believe it, and then now the Carnage Gang is in a restaurant, mm -hmm. all right, and we're all supposed to be amused when Carnage says, "If you don't like the food, kill the waiter," and we see the waiter being thrown oh. out the window. Yeah, I missed okay, that. and then Shriek apologizes for the lousy culinary experience, but Carnage says, "Don't sweat it; that he had fun slicing and dicing all of the customers." Aha, uh -huh. funny too. Okay, more more body count. All right. First of all, are you telling me that ever since this started, restaurants are even going to be open? <laughs> People are going to be going out to eat, you know, while this tidal wave of havoc is making its way down Midtown? Yeah. The island would be under martial law. Yeah. There'd be curfews. Nobody would, everybody would be restricted indoors, you know, because the murder count has to be in the hundreds by now. Oh, All right. Oh, oh, oh. Did you see who's coming out of the sewer grate? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh. I hang on, hang on, hang oh. on. So, but, but the writers expect the readers to be amused. See, look, well, go back to that panel. Go back to that panel. 
Okay. The the sewer great one? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Look at it. Look at it. I mean, you know, so Carnage, where should we go? Uh, should we go? Uh, what, what does Carnage say here? I can't see. What, a hike oh, in the golf, country? Golfing? Nope. A hike in the country? Uh-uh. Slaughter and mayhem? Bingo. Yeah. And this is supposed to be funny. Look at this. This is supposed to be funny. They're going down, you know, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And, of course, you know, then up out of the manhole comes Carrion. And, he comes, you know, he starts floating away. So there he goes. Now, wait a minute. Is this the carrion? This is Malcolm McBride. Okay. So the blonde guy from last month, spider. Yes. Got it. Got it's it. going to be Malcolm McBride. Okay. Spider-Man finally makes it back to the island where he is greeted by a scene of the citizens of New York fighting each other. Because this is the first hint, though, that the madness is is spreading. And we right. find that out in later issues, what this is. But someone you know, that he saves says that ever since Carnage has been loose, uh, all the crazies are coming out. And Spider-Man notes that it's as, it's as if seeing Carnage in action has set loose the darkest parts of their psyches. And he yeah. tries to tell the rampaging crowd, you can't do this. You can't use everything that's happening as an excuse to throw the law, common decency out the window. Yeah. You've got to stop. I mean, really? Come on. No. Everything's, ugh, the world is going crazy around you. All right. But he's finally had enough. And then we get this, what, this last panel. You know, okay, you want to act like devils? I'll treat you like devils. And I'm always tired of holding back, trying to draw a moral line that no one sees anymore. But from here on, I'll do whatever it takes. You get no mercy from Spider-Man. I mean it. I really mean it this time. I do. I really do. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm coming for you. I'm going to do some nasty stuff. (laughs) Five parts down, nine to go. And that will be continued. And that we, you boys and girls, you will have to come from next month because June. I need, I need to get the defibrillator out. <laughs> Put some oxygen Did, on. Oh my five Lord. issues of maximum carnage. We got nine to, to go. This yeah. is so appalling. This is a, again beyond the fact that it's a silly slud fest. You is, didn't even ask. Let me ask the question: Was this a good month for spider history? It's memorable. Uh, it's memorable, all right. Just like when the Ayatollah Khomeini was named man, Times Man of the Year. You know, yeah. memorable, not good, but memorable. Yeah. Um, it is an appalling story. Marvel wants to tell this type of this. They want to tell this type of story and be completely dishonest of what such an event would entail. Right. You know, and then they downplay it by having the villains cracking jokes all the time. Yeah. Well, they're, uh, they're they're Joker and Harley Quinn is what they are. But that's I, that's. Perfect, well, yeah. perfectly it's, analogy, McNulty. Yeah, it's a perfect. good analogy, but uh, but it, but it's awful. I mean, it's it's just awful. I mean, it's like you yeah. know we we're supposed to ignore what's going on because they say all these cutesy things. Uh, what what's going on is an absolute horror show. You know, yeah. a, a graphic, ugly. You know, and, and 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 again, no, I don't try to take my comic books too seriously. I right. mean, come on, they're comic books. But Matt says it was a good month for Jr. to eviscerate <laughs> some stories. But Here, if you're uh, right. Yeah. You're going to tell this type of story. You have to be honest, and yeah. Marvel is being far from honest, and and they're entirely disingenuous. And and again, five issues, and we've seen no interest from other superheroes, no interest from the military, the National Guard, nothing. We've seen one right. NYPD copter, and then it took them five issues to show up. And this thing has been going on at least two days because I believe yeah, yeah, yeah. that there was a reference to cloak losing dagger two days ago. Right, so it's been going yeah. on for two days. 
Yeah. So uh, honestly, JR, it just a, gets worse. We'll take a few questions before we wrap this up. <sighs> okay. Uh, then JR is going to get on the defibrillator. Uh, Matthew <sighs> yeah. Kyle says, I've heard that the term maximum garbage comes from Marvel itself making fun of this. Is it true? I don't know, but we've been calling it maximum gar- garbage for years. I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I mean, it's easy to say Marvel, 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 but not everybody at Marvel thought this was a good idea. Yeah. Not, not everybody thought that this was uh, a work of art. I'm sure. If Peter's uh, parents were really human, his father would spend much of his time telling Peter, Hey, did I ever tell you the time I used to be a spy? And Peter's saying, yes, dad, all the time. Uh, Matt has a Star Trek question. Uh, uh, didn't, didn't JR remember the episode where the crew was sta- uh, stranded with Harry mud that the main male Android was norm. <laughs> it was known as Norman. Yeah, I remember oh, that one. Oh, I didn't know that. I forgot oh, about yeah. that. Yeah, I remember that one. Wernesek yeah. says those three villains walking off look like Dorothy and the three from the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Wouldn't be so. Would, uh, you know, I, I'm glad you said that, Hornacek, because it reminded me of something and I couldn't place my... It's like, that looks like something. Uh, you nailed it. Uh, you nailed it. Yeah, it's that it's, it's just exactly like right. McNulty says, News Media, what carnage massacre? I didn't see any report of the Associated Press News Wire besides Trump isn't involved, so who cares? Oh, McNulty. Oh, no, no, no. Don't don't start doing politics on me. Let's not go into those waters. Remember, Josh says, remember when Carrion was actually cool, interesting, and intimidating when he first appeared in spec? Yeah, I agree. Those were the good times. He should never, uh, he should never come back. He should never have come back when he was not the clone of miles Warren. Yeah. Uh, Matt says, leave it to maximum courage. You have a clone saga connection with Carrion in it. <laughs> uh, Mary says, I remember Jr. saying once that Spider-Man should have killed a murderous psychopathic villain like carnage. How do you Brad Jr. feel about a hero? Like, how do you f- like Peter to kill his Joker? Peter doesn't kill. So I, I, uh, Punisher kills. Yeah. Peter, Peter does not kill. I think, yeah. he, I think Norman would push him as close as he could come. Yeah. I don't I've, think Peter kills. Yeah. I've addressed this before. And, and I, and to be honest, you know, it's funny. I've, I've talked, we've had been doing this podcast for how long, Brad, 15 years. Yeah. So God only knows what I've said in the past. <laughs> I mean, there's 600 podcasts, you know, Jared, did you say this? You know, yeah. no, I didn't say, well, what about this? And you play, Oh yeah, I guess 15 I did say years that. ago. Yeah. But, what I've always said, like with Batman, you know, why doesn't Batman kill the Joker or whatever? And, you know, I mean, I don't want to see Peter Parker kill. I don't want to see Spider-Man kill. No. That's not what Spider-Man does. You know, I don't want to see Spider-Man kill Norman Osborn. You know, one, because I like Norman Osborn. But two, I want right. but he, I want him to want to. I want him to want to because that's a thoroughly human reaction to someone who's murdered the woman you loved. But yeah. he's Spider-Man. He doesn't cross that line. Right. But what I've always said about villains like Carnage and the Joker or whatever, when you make them so disgusting, when you make them so violent, when you make them yeah. so murderous, that yeah. then you make your hero look ineffectual you make him look weak you mm-hmm. make it look like he doesn't have the guts to do what has to be done you know and and that's where i think it crossed the lines where when you expect when you when 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 when, when the story leads you to the hero has to kill this person and he doesn't because right. of course story you know well here here's another here's a a, a more recent example and this was a slot example mm-hmm. um the uh sp- the first spider verse where the um 
or maybe it was the second one. I don't know. They all, but where where they finally after the uh, the space vampires or whatever the hell they are, <laughs> literally kill thousands upon of spider people across the universe, including one version of the Amazing Friends. Yeah, in, well, including them and including May Parker's version. I mean Peter Parker, Peter, Peter Parker, Parker two. Yeah, yeah, of MC two, and you know, and and May Parker has then in her hand the the cube or whatever the crystal that contains the soul of the father of space vampire and oh i'm not going to kill him because i'm too much no no <laughs> that's not human i mean yeah. these people it's like when you see the the what these people did and and how many people they they, they suck the life out of no it, no human beings I, i'm sorry you, you're not gonna oh i'm better than that i certainly right. would be better than that yeah so that's why i'm saying is you know we don't want our heroes to kill we don't because they're our heroes. They're better than us. I yes. want Peter Parker to be better than me. Now, Frank yeah. Castle is not better than me, but Frank Castle is not right. really a hero. Frank Castle is a psychopath. Um, He's I mean, an anti-hero. Yeah. yeah. And as much fun as I have, you know, making the Punisher and saying, eh, they only, you know, kill them all, kill them all, kill them all. Mm-hmm. You know, oh no, Frank Castle is a psychopath. You know, we don't want yeah. somebody like Frank. Right. But the thing is, like I said, when you write villains so disgusting, that the hero doesn't kill him or doesn't want to kill him or doesn't think about killing him. I think you, I think you make your hero look very weak. You, you, you've taken the humanization out of them. Exactly. The thought of killing them should enter the hero's mind, but the hero is better than that. And they overcome the internal conflict and hence they're the hero. Right. I like, guess what you're saying. Yeah. Right. But and see, yeah. actually in maximum carnage later, yeah. Spider-Man does, have to confront that and he does briefly cross that bridge but right but see that's the thing though he, he, he you know no spoiler obviously he can't go through with it and it's like you know i mean the story you've gone this far yeah you know why don't you but but you know you can't you can't and you can't kill carnage because he's too popular <laughs> right. so you know so so see you've set up a situation where you you can't possibly deliver on the story. Mm-hmm. You can't, you, you know, you, yeah. and, and I said this about civil war and why civil war was such a bad idea from mm-hmm. day one, because you can't possibly tell the story that you're lining up to tell. You can't deliver a, the proper payoff right. because then everybody, then a month later, everybody's got to go back to liking each other, which would right. not happen. Right. So. Uh, you mentioned the 15th anniversary of the podcast is this August. <laughs> Can you believe we've been doing this 15 years? No, 15 years. That's I'm I think surprised I haven't been fired. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't either. Um, 23rd August is also the anniversary of the website. This will be the 23rd anniversary of the website. We might do something. Wow. We'll do a little special uh, August podcast on the 15th anniversary. That'll be fun. Wow. Hope uh, Matthew, Ka- here, I'll get through the comments. Remember this? Uh, this was ranked in the top 100 Marvel stories, apparently a few years back. Matthew, what's your source? Who ranked this? Watch it'll be the cross space. <laughs> no, I, I'm not, I'm I not surprised. Yeah. Either CBR or the late Newsarama or yeah. somebody would have done this and this would have showed up. And yeah, uh, again, I you know maybe I don't know maybe I'm taking it too seriously, but I, just this is an appalling story. I mean, this is not a fun slugfest. You know, this yeah. is not just a fun There's mass murder in this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is not a fun, mindless slugfest. And yeah. I, I, but again, like I said at the very beginning, none, none of what I say matters. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. The story, it's sold. It's been reprinted in trades three it's times. It was a popular years, it was a popular video game, and people continually refer to it as a guilty pleasure it's, or even not a guilty one at all. They love it. 
So it, it is a guilty pleasure for me. And I'm, I'm as I'm reading through this, I'm like, oh, that was cool. I remember this in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, Josh says uh, to watch the taste out of the story of our mouse. What are some good Spider-Man comics from the 90s? Despite all the crap, I do think there was a lot of good from that decade. We mentioned one in uh, Friday Night Fights, the previous show. Untold Tales was some good stories from Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, well, the Amazing um, at- 400. Yeah, that was the death good. Of Man, the death of the uh, actually the death yeah, of the, the death. Uh, genetically altered actress uh, when they brought Norman back. I I honestly Spider Man seventy five is one of your all time favorites. One if of my all time favorites when they when they brought brought Norman back was a great story. And then really after the Clone Saga, except for Sensational, uh, amazing written by Tom DeFalco. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, a spectacular written by JMD Mateus and uh, Peter Parker written by Howard Mackey. Yes. Yeah. Written by Howard Mackey. And John Romita Jr. Yeah. John Romita Jr. On it. We're all very good. Yeah, it was agree. the, the pro- I thoroughly enjoyed that period of Spider-Man. The problem was the bad taste from the clone saga, yep. you know, and the implosion of the comics industry. Um, it, basically the sales kept going down, down, down. And Marvel decided to completely crap on all of those subplots and all those titles and all of those writers, except yeah. Mackie, you know, yeah. canceled them all, wrapped them all up, started rebooted with burn and Mackie. And really, to be honest, it's, it's, it hasn't really recovered. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, that McNulty, was a, that was a big stumbling. Block. McNulty says, yes, it's true. Maximum garbage at Marvel. According to the life of Riley. So there you go. McNulty says it. Uh, didn't the Joker shield the horror with humor? Yes, he did. So does carnage kind of, that's why they're kind of copies. But there's, you, but- there's a difference though, between, I mean, I, here's the thing. First of all, this is, this is relentless. This is a relentless 14 parter. Okay. Yeah. And these characters are showing up all the time and they're constantly yucking it up. Okay. Mm-hmm. But and the thing is though, it's one thing where you, it, it's one thing where a, a sadistic villain is is being sadistic with his humor, mm-hmm. you know, but it's another thing where you honestly feel like you're being effed with where, you know, you're, 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 the writers are trying to give you the idea that this is just a harmless little supervillain story. Look how clever and funny these are when they're actually committing acts of mass murder. You know, like I said, this feels, and again, I have not read a, a lot of Batman Joker stories, to be honest, frankly, yeah. but this feels like a very disingenuous, dishonest story. Yeah. Matt says, uh, Peter shouldn't kill, but Maximum Carter makes you want to, and that's not good. Well, no, I mean, the whole idea is that you should push your hero to his limits. But like I said, though, if you keep making your villain so disgusting and letting him get away with so much and your hero doesn't pull that plug, you make your hero look weak. Instead of strong wants to know, I remember you placing the story as one of your worst Spider-Man stories of all time. Where would you rank maximum carnage now? Uh, You know, it's still in my top 10. I mean, the worst, obviously, I think is still one more day. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, one really, you can't go wrong with the trifecta of one more day, you know, maximum garbage in the clone saga. Yeah. You know, uh, to be honest though, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the slot stuff would be in there now. Mm-hmm. I, I clone conspiracy, you know, I, cause I look back at what I considered like the worst stories, you know, one of them was the introduction to Madam web, which again, I the, think is a horrible, horrible story. The slot one where aunt may blames Peter for running yep. out. You hate yep. that one. That's oh a, yeah. You always say F's are for offensive mm-hmm. and that one and that, offended you. I remember you said that. Yeah. Josh yeah. says, does JR not like the Joker? No, JR likes the Joker. Fine. Yeah. 
But what I'm, but what I'm, and Joker's a great villain. I mean, he's, he's one of the greatest pop culture villains of all time. But what I'm saying is it's like anything is when you keep asking, why doesn't the hero kill the villain? Mm -hmm. You've maybe you've taken the villain too far, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that's all I'm saying. You know, I mean, it's like, but there was a, but I will say that hush, uh, you know, where Batman was going to kill the Joker and Gordon commissioner Gordon, uh, stopped him, you know, and, and Batman, you know, because basically he said, Batman, I can't let you do this. If you do this, I have to go after you. You know, I've put up with you. I've defended you because I know that you you would never cross that line. But if you cross this line, I'm going to have to go after you. Right. So Batman wanted to kill the Joker. He was ready to kill the Joker. But, no, I love the, the Joker's a great yeah. villain. I mean, come on. Unless he's played by Jared Leto. Matthew says, I wouldn't mind. By the way, Snyder Cut, you watch it? No, I don't get HBO Max. Oh. And I ain't paying for it either. Uh, Matthew says, I wouldn't mind him not killing if they had him, you know, beat someone up instead of crying the whole damn time about his ribs, my ribs. Yeah, I know. I mean, Peter is just, Peter's coming out. Yeah. When you, when, when venom is right, when venom is in the right, Mm -hmm. something's wrong. You know, when you're agreeing with venom, I will never forgive slot for what he did to Mayday and spider verse. Amen, brother. I, I was awful. That's just awful to, to piss on a universe that DeFalco and friends and, and Olaf and several others spent so much time on and just to alter it for just a couple issues. It was awful. Well, see again, again. Okay. Where's editorial? Where is Tom Brevoort? Where is somebody Mm -hmm. telling him, no, you can't do this. We're not going to let you do this. We're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to let you kill the Peter Parker of this universe. We're not, we had too much invested in it. We're not going to let you do it. So, I mean, yeah, we can blame writers for their stupid ass ideas, but ultimately it's like the green light. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Spider-Verse also had Spidey essentially going, I don't know what to do as well. So there's another thing that this hasn't come. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man often in these big things takes a back seat and lets the plot and the, and the other characters just roll with it. He doesn't yeah. really take front and center. Does he? No, he's not. He's not. Yeah. He's not the prime mover of the series events. I mean, yeah. he's the hero. He's our hero. He's the star. He should be the prime mover of these series of events. But oh. like you said, he's often, he's often really uh, uh, in, in the sidecar to everything else going on. Like Spider-Verse, for example, mm-hmm. was how many variations of Spider-Man can we acknowledge? The, the comic book, not the movie. Yeah. 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 The comic yeah. book. And it's like, okay, s- a certain amount would have been a, a clever story, but to absolutely cram in every, every single one, one was, was ridiculous. Matthew I mean, I would have liked to his- seen about half a dozen to maybe 10 with, you know, Cepeda yeah. man and uh, Spider-Man noir and Mayday. That would have yeah. been fun. That probably would have been a very fun story. So. Matthew says he's citing his source. It was a few years. Marvel asked fans to vote for their favorite stories. ASM 121 was number one. It's probably on the Marvel website, if I remember. Um, Didymus, would the solution for a murderous character be to use him sparingly? Well, one, that would be one solution. Another solution would be not to have him talk so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, but and be so happy about their killing. I don't know. Yeah, but, but see, here's the thing. I mean, it, it, it you can't do it. They're too popular. Yeah, yeah. A good bad guy is too popular. You can't kill it. I mean, really you can't, they're too good. You know, I mean, come on the green goblin. I mean, I'm a, I love Norman Osborn. Great character. He should have been killed off a long time ago in real life, but yeah. he's just too good to keep dead. <laughs> so maybe I'm mixing maximum carnage up with another story says horn sec, but doesn't MJ go partying and later issues to distract herself. Does she go to a party in maximum carnage? 
Uh, I don't know. I, you know, to be honest, I haven't really read it in a long time. This is the first I time I've read really read 90s. it. Uh, but, um, but she has done, she has gone partying in other, uh, critical, uh, Manhattan Island shattering events. Yes, she has. Yeah. If not this For one, she's done another. I loved the crawl space panel reviewing that slot issue of Aunt May blaming Peter for running away when Ben was killed for Betty, ba- just for Michael Bailey's reaction. He was very angry. Yeah, he was pissed, wasn't he? I, yeah, you I think missed- I, you you guys think I'm nuts? I mean, come on, Bailey was really upset. Oh with man, him. Bailey was such a fun element of the show. Uh, Mary, it says last question for the dynamic spider duo. Is that what happens mm. when we are we the d- dynamic spider duo if George isn't here? No, if I the, guess so. If the MCU so. and Sony decide to adapt Maximum Carnage, how would you guys approve improve on the adaption? Is this story salvageable for a good movie? Oh, I could well, see Sony so doing this. Well, yeah, I could too. Well, yeah. the uh, Marvel Civil War apparently could be salvaged, uh, but it had to be stripped of virtually everything that was written in the original Civil War. Right. There's no but, new warriors. There's yeah. no penance. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, the thing is, if you... There is a good story that can be done. There is yeah. a good story. Yeah. But do I trust Sony to do it? Absolutely yeah. not. Josh, were the Clone Saga and the Howard Mackey relaunch really worse than the worldwide Parker Industries era, though? I would say no. I like the Clone Saga better than Pete Parker Industries. Honestly, I really do. What do you think? <sighs> well, here's the thing, though. The Clone Saga and the Howard Mackey relaunch... Were, and again, I guess really we should call it Mackie Byrne relaunch. I mean, uh, honestly, those guys were just picking up a check. You know, they didn't make the editorial decisions to those were Clone Saga and the relaunch were editorial decisions, mm-hmm. which harmed the character. Yeah. Um, worldwide and Parker Industries was stupid storytelling. It was very to much me. So. so to so to me, there's to yeah. me, there's a, there's very much a difference. Uh it was like the intent. I mean, the intent of the clone saga and the relaunch. Well, one, it was offensive to fans, you know, I mean, it one, it was, it was an insult. It was a deliberate, it was a deliberate, you know, F you to the fans. Uh, We don't, we are going to do Spider-Man our way and we don't care what you think. Um, Whereas worldwide and Parker industries, uh, again, Matthew says the difference with Spider-Verse and this was the side stories were actually good. The main story is where it failed. Yeah, I didn't read the side one, so. Uh, there was a point in the 50s and 60s where the Joker didn't kill anyone. No, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, the 50s and, well, you know, the 50s and 60s were so cartoony, though, that uh, it pretty well uh, almost resulted in the cancellation yeah. of the Batman comics because uh, right. the sales were down. The, uh, the, the, the TV, TV show, show brought it back. Yeah, didn't the it? TV show brought it back. And then uh, Denny O'Neill uh, rescued mm-hmm. Batman by taking him back to his uh, kind of dark detective roots. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, best thing. Yeah. The, you know, so Batman need to get serious again, but you know, after a while it just becomes uh, again, like, well, like I've always said, sometimes I think you take it too far. You know, when yeah. the Joker walks into a house and slaughters an entire family, you know, and he's still alive at the end of the story. Uh, no, no, I don't right. think so. Um, let's see. We still got, uh, Venkman says, yes, Mary Jane dancing during one of the web ep- issues. Okay. So I guess we'll get to it. Then. Uh, yeah, Mary, Mary Jane. It's going to dance. Again, how how could you possibly go dancing? How would anything be well, open? Liz went off and signed Harry's death. Yeah, I, 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 I know. 
There's I know. Mayhem in the streets. Let's just go get some. Let's go get some chores done. I mean, I mean, look, yeah. look what happened. And again, I know this didn't happen for for like many many years later. But look what happened when Hurricane Sandy hit New York City. I mean, come on. Right, right, right. You know, look look what happened when 9/11 happened, and that was an isolated event. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was isolated to one part of New York City. Look what happened after there. Yeah. Everything shut down. You know. Sure. If Brad and Jr. are the dynamic spider duo, does that make George Batgirl? Oh, I'm hiding. <laughs> I, get down, Good everybody. Lord, get My down, goodness. everybody. Yeah, Horace, uh, you're on. Y'all. You're on your own there. My buddy Fitz, what's up, man? We used to work with Fitz. How you do? How you, buddy? Oh. Um. So, you want to take some more questions, or should we wrap it up? What do you think? Uh, to be honest, I'm ready to go. I mean, if right. if there yeah. are a few more, but uh, I mean, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, turn any kind of like I don't want to turn anybody away at the door. But uh, no. it is getting Here, real quick. If you got I'm any old. more, get them in real quick. We're gonna let, let's go another eight minutes. Yep, and then we'll pull the plug at one. Yeah, we'll, we'll or midnight. Pull the plug. Yeah. Uh, McNulty says, "Don't forget, according to the Sony leak, one of the execs pitched a Maximum Carnage movie." As an Avenger-style team-up between Spider-Man, Venom, Black Cat, and Spider-Man 2099 after all their movies. There you go. I tell you, and whoever, who, yeah, I, I don't... I don't remember all the Sony hack emails. I do remember like a spider 29 version, but yeah, I saw yeah. some of those and whoever was coming up with those ideas, they were on drugs. They had to have been Can on. Can you drugs. imagine all those characters fighting Woody Harrelson as carnage? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny about the venom movie. I, because yeah. I, I haven't seen it, but oh, apparently, really? no, I haven't, I have no interest in it, yeah. but, uh, I, I found it offensive. I, I was hoping the thing would fail because I knew if it succeeded, it would only encourage Sony to continue oh. their stupid ass ideas. I, I think and, Mor- Morbius is going to test it as, fu- as, as if anything, but, but you know? uh, Spencer saw it. And I, you know, Spencer and I, to be honest, we have a lot of differences. Spencer is not a cranky old man like his dad. And Spencer is willing to, yeah, but he didn't like the Venom movie. He said, no, that's not, he said, Eddie, my idea, Eddie Brock is not Tom Hardy mumbling. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not my idea of Eddie Brock. So right. I, I, I was kind of surprised. Spencer didn't like the Venom movie. Hey, we were talking about how we're going to break down these uh, issues mm-hmm. uh, here. By the way, that's the trade that I always, that's the cover of the trade I always think about <sighs> that's on here. So we did five chapters today. We're going to go through in June. We'll do web spec. So we'll do four chapters, chapter six, seven, eight, and nine in June. Mm-hmm. And 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 yeah. in July. So, mm-hmm. as we're celebrating our independence from England, we are celebrating our independence from uh, <laughs> this storyline yeah. in July. The only, yeah. The only thing I'll say is, and again, having not read those issues in a very long time, to be honest, um, yeah. if there's, there might be a little chain because particularly since the last part of his is, is a double issue, I believe because it's unlimited again. Uh, but, yeah. but one of the things with this issue, with this, this story was that issue five was a very natural breaking off point because Spider-Man yeah. decides he's not going to take it anymore. Oh, so you so, might include, include some. So it, dep- it just it, depends yeah. on how, how nine and 10 end. Okay. You know? But yeah. I mean, it's going to go another couple issues, but, but, but anyway, that's in general, what the plan is to yeah. do four and then five and we'll yeah. just kind of see how it rolls. Right. There you go. Uh, let's see. Didymus says J.R. Gacy actually did mock his victims as he tortured them. Uh, John, again, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm not doubt. I'm not doubting that. I mean, again, you know, uh, I'm just saying that, do they all talk this way? 
You know, I mean, yeah. ever you know, are they always talking this way? Are they incessantly talking? Yeah, like Carnage does. Yeah. Um, that's that's all I'm saying, and yeah. I and I'm I'm sure some of these guys did, to be honest. Josh says Jr. said that the Spider-Man comics now are fully recovered after the '90s relaunch, but I'm curious to know what he thinks of JMS's run in retrospect. JMS is a higher point, I thought. It, it was a higher point, but it started off kind of weak, and then it ended obviously with with one more day. One more day, yeah. Um, but no, I, I I always thought that JMS's start got off on the wrong foot because he started with the Moreland story, and frankly, I don't think a lot of us were interested in the Moreland story. A lot of us just wanted yeah. to, after we'd seen years and years and years of, uh, of, uh, you know, just stories that went nowhere. And, you know, we just wanted to see some short, punchy, nice Spider-Man stories. And then he yeah. starts us off on another long event, which you knew was going to end unsatisfactorily. You knew yeah. it was going to end and you knew how it was going to end, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, but, but yeah, Straczynski did a great marriage. He did a, he did one of the best representations of Aunt May ever. Uh, no, it was, it was, it was a higher point than, than most, but, yeah. uh, you know, um, horn a sec here. Hold us on a second. Uh, let's see here. Horn a sec says that what we should do is review the venom movie for a Patreon call. <laughs> Actually, we're gonna we our next goal is a uh, Spider-Man three for the Patreon goal, and at the moment, I just looked at we're at sixty-five percent. So, if you join Patreon, we hit a hundred percent. We will review a DVD commentary. Maybe this could be the next one. Maybe this will <laughs> review. that would be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Uh, 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 no, I you, you can watch so. it with us, Jr. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't it be uh, interesting, says Matt, if Sp a Spider-Man character had a story where he turned completely twisted dark? We did that in the Clone Saga. Didn't he got in a web ball, and he was the man spider, wasn't he? Or what was that called? <laughs> well, there's After his parents died again. Yeah, there's all kinds of what if stories. In fact, if it isn't. Uh, you know, like, isn't uh, Chip Zadarsky now doing a, uh, after Spider, he did Spider-Man yeah. Live Story. Spider's, isn't he Spider Shadow is the yeah, main we're, 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 Yeah, where Spider-Man so didn't give up didn't give up the symbiote. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, there's been, uh, you know, there was a what if story where, uh, Oh, there or, it is. Uh, I am the spider. That's why I was referencing Hornets. Yeah. Right there were, there have been what if stories. There was a what if story where Spider-Man killed Craven, the hunter after Craven's yeah. resurrection. And there was another story where, uh, after the, uh, in fact, this was one Peter David wrote where, uh, uh, Spider-Man didn't come back after talking to the giant spider. And so he became poison and, uh, no. You know, he then, he then, uh, you know, he, so he was consumed by the symbiote then. And, and then he went and, and revived Gwen Stacy from the grave. It was, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been done before. Trust me. And it very seldom is ever any good. Yeah. Um, this next one, uh, Matt says that I actually had to buy part three, which is this issue. Uh, he paid 10 bucks for it. I'm actually trying to complete my amazing run. I'm 122 issues away from a full run and I'm not happy about paying 10 bucks for this issue. Well, in 93, I paid a dollar 95. <laughs> so well, yeah. I, I was about to say you, um, yeah, I was about to say, have you started paying for McFarlane issues yet? Oh yeah. If you go back to the two ninety eight, have, have you tried to pay for amazing 300, 300 yet? 300 will bro break you, dude. Wonder, Matt, do you have 300? <laughs> I, I only have it because I picked it up in 1988. Uh, Josh wants to know, JR, who do you dislike more, Carnage or Moreland? 
Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> wow, you may you may have stumped the stumped the panel with stumped that one. Man. I would have to say probably I can't say. I don't know. I'd have to seriously th- think about it. I think they're I think they are both creatively bankrupt characters who are less effective each time they appear. Yeah. Uh, Matt just oh Matt just wrote in. He has a complete McFarlane run. There you go. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what, so you say, did Kyle, you have a home equity loan to pay for it? Uh, you and Matthew Cal paid too much for part three. I paid a buck ninety-five. He paid ten bucks. We're both overpriced. He has from issue one seventy-two to current with no holes. Good job, man. Oh, that's, ooh, that's good. All right, we are right at the two-hour moment of this recording. Twenty-five people watching us consistently right now. Twenty-five are watching us. You poor uh, folks. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We started this at eight o'clock. It is now midnight. Uh, a lot of you have watched us all four shows. You outlasted Jr. Uh, uh, George. <laughs> you twenty-five people outlasted George. So thank you all for watching, Jr. I will see you next month, where right. we continue Maximum Carnage. Well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, one more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about uh, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spire Satellites, where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's a thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to. Uh, I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com slash crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. 